Welcome to the show. We're back. We're here. We're live. Yeah. Ho, 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 are we? to you as yeah. well. Okay, good. Sorry. Pressing a lot oh, of yoing, buttons. Yoing, right, My mic works. <coughs> it's, a, it's a weird... It's a weird day. I've been trying to, uh, I got too energized, got a little panicky about our show today because I'm like, man, this is not, this is, this is going to be painful <laughs> and it's going to be awkward and I'm going to feel terrible and, and, uh, it makes me very, very nervous. And then of course we're not even out yet. So there's that pressure as well. So I'm trying to stay alert. The thing that I forgot about in the last show where I just completely blacked out Yes. I got an HGH pen. I had it behind me because I'm almost out of HGH. And because I got fired, I cannot willingly pay for more HGH. It just seems like, dude, you're not, you might be fucked. So you can't, it's expensive shit. Yeah. So I was going to do the last one. I was, it's my, uh, Golf cart and HGH fund. Like it's so pathetic for me to ask for help because of the things that I'm going to, the things that I'm le- le- leaving now are you spoiled fuck. You know what I mean? I'm saying, oh God, Patreon, so that I can pay my golf cart and HGH life. Like fucking, you loser. Just get a tent, you know, suck a butt. But I am a little bit worried because I got the knee surgery and my doctor said, if you can afford it, you could up your HGH and that will, will heal your knee faster. And, you know, it, it's actually, it, it's scientifically proven to do that specific thing really well. Yeah. So I don't really care about, I don't, I never noticed looking any better. I can't, I think maybe because I was drinking and smoking weed all the time. So I, I can't, I just look like shit. Like who cares? So I never saw whatever that part is supposed to be where celebrities do it to stay youthful. Like I didn't feel like I was youthful, but I do feel like ice cream sandwiches still in shape. There's some HGH that's involved in that because I will fucking crush like a bag of cookies, Kevin. A whole bag. Like, ask Kate. Sometimes I wake up and I'll have like cookie crumbs on my chest and I'm like, oh my God, or a gummy bear will be stuck on my back. Like I fucking wreck some shit before I go to sleep. I told you about the time, right, that uh, one one time – I, I went out to bars and then stayed over at my friend's house. We were still living with our parents. We were so young. And when we woke up in the morning, we thought that I'd been bleeding from the mouth. Because <laughs> I woke up and I just had this brown stain that Chocolate. was down my down my face and onto my shirt. Yeah. And we were really concerned that yeah. I'd almost, like we'd heard of guys dying, choking to death on their own vomit. We thought I'd almost choked to death on my own blood <laughs> from drinking so much. It's oh, like man. Willy Wonka and ACDC combined. And then but no, had, you almost cho- choked to death on chocolate. No, yeah. like the same time. <laughs> we both it's kind of metal. We both turned the bit. same plate of Oreo cookies that we'd been snacking on. Uh, so yeah, I fell asleep mid-chew. Mid yeah. Well, human growth hormone is arguably more medically necessary than golf carts. Like, I, I, there, oh, you nice. Can, you can wow, I did not know that I was going to get some fucking sweet advice on how I should just keep paying for that HGH. This is awesome. Go ahead, Michael. I love this. Everybody needs it a little bit, and some people, like, need it, need it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I, again. So what about if I tell you how much a pen is? Well. Let me change your mind. So wait, do you vape it? No. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it right now. I'll d- I've got one shot left. I mean, I wasn't trying to twist your arm into doing something you don't want to do. Can you get it, like, Katie? Hey, I got fired I- too. Can we split it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll dig it. I'll, I'll shake I, you with I it. I think anyway. if we if we freebase it, there'll be enough for all three. 
Like, I want to be able to crush some ice cream sandwiches. I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll find that like one pokey, not a whole lot happens. It's like a yeah. you got to stay on it for a while. What about if we burn we- it and put it in a brown paper bag and we all just <laughs> put our mouths over it? I don't know if that. I can try. I, it's a liquid. I could squirt it into a spoon and we could suck it up and inject it. Wait, I just I mean, realized I got HGH that. HGH crack. Uh, I don't know how it works. I'm really good at making gravity bonks. <laughs> can you smoke HGH? That's a question for. I wish I could take a phone call. Katie, can that. you grab an apple? <laughs> <laughs> Squirt HGH over an apple. And is there it. is there enough left to dump, d- uh, like dip a cigarette into it? We can all take a couple pulls. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, you got to see it though. It's a pen. You can't. I'd have to break it open. Oh. So like, it's an actual pen. We should probably consult with scientists first. I wonder, is it legal to stab <laughs> hey. yourself on YouTube? Uh, they can cut that out. But look, it's, just, sure it's, it's a pen. Yep. And it has, see the juice that's left in the very end of it? Uh, it's almost empty. That thing oh, is usually full, but that's the last. Oh, yeah. So that's you, like if you get stung by a bee. Yeah, it's like an EpiPen. Oh, yeah, I never had an EpiPen. But. My kid had those for a while. Thank goodness we never had to use them. But be allergic bee thing. No, he was allergic to wheat when he was born. Wait, and then it went away? Yeah, apparently it's not uncommon for kids to have a wheat allergy. We found out we were in Japan and he ate like a tiny little bit of soy sauce. Turns out that's got wheat in it and we had to take him to the emergency room. I don't know if I can... You go. Think. Yeah. Ooh, Hulk nice. smash! It's not going to be like that, is it? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really. Yeah. Three seconds later, the camera gets knocked on his side. <laughs> like, I, told, I told you you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. More of a low-budget action movie <laughs> where the camera just gets knocked over and you hear <laughs> shit happening. No, stop. Make it stop. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got a giant space weapon. I can't control myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that could be. So that's the end of that. But maybe it's not the end of that after Michael's pep talk maybe i should just splurge and tell the doctor to send me another pen but right now i i feel like we don't do postmates anymore but there's a few things that i think is for the good really i think at one point it was just like uh lazy you know it's like what are you gonna do let's order food but why because don't want to make it it's like a hassle and now it's like that shit adds up should probably make it. So I think yeah. we're eating better because I know every time Katie cooks, it's better than whatever the, you know, I got the steak classy meats. So whenever she cooks, I got like the best meat you can buy. And, Solid. Yeah, and then you add some veggies and you're kind of, that's like way healthier than what I was going to get from Postmates, which is usually Thai food or pizza because I just want to get that home bread white boy thing back i swear it's just your childhood like i my my childhood was full of white bread and butter and, and, and we didn't eat it like pizzas was like a big deal you get a pizza on the weekends and we'd be like whoa we're getting pizza or mcdonald's was a big treat as well we never did fast food stuff and fast food in australia because they were still smaller they were mum and pop fast food so it wasn't that bad like the meat was probably a pretty high grade back then when I was a kid because it was that we weren't they probably weren't um corn fed they were probably still grass fed back then in Australia yeah so the no- and it was a normal burger it wasn't a a chain they they handmade patties and gave you a burger with the lot in Australia you got burger with pineapples and beetroot we went they go fucking hard I don't oh, know if they I'll do it anymore you would definitely fucking peanut butter and jelly guy the when that, with that burger that you ate <clears throat> in wherever we were what was, was that? that Minneapolis. 
Peanut yes. butter and jelly and cheese and I'm just like I'm like oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I forget what they called those things. They were like I, I don't know why Fucking I can't disgusting. get peppermint patty out of my head, but that's not what they were called because um, they were stuffed. It was inside the patty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah stuffed right. burgers. Well, for sure, I would assume in Australia that all the cows are just grazing on. You have endless land. Juicy right. Lucy. I would. They were called, yeah. Maybe not now, but definitely back then. I would imagine people. there's but there's way more land than you're ever going to need there. So I would assume that that is the case. When I was in Ireland, it's a law that every bit of beef that you buy in the store has to tell you like what farm it came from. And I don't think that's because Irish people are crazy, hardcore animal, right? Vegan leaning people. I think it's because it's really, really easy for them to do. Cause there's, there's, I was going to say, I think we don't do it because it's so many people that it's so much harder for them to do that. Like yeah. We cost them way more money if they were to tell us exactly where it all came from because yeah. they're all trying to cut corners. And if you, if they were to tell us exactly what they're doing to cut corners, we'd probably all not buy it. For sure. But there, well, you, that's not true. you never need to a drive more, more than like 15 minutes to see a cow just standing on the side of the road. So it's pretty easy. That, that's what Ireland is like. There's grass everywhere. That's green. That's the whole thing with yeah. Ireland. There's grass everywhere and there's cows just roaming the land everywhere. Yeah. I've often wondered how crazy would it be if somebody just said, hey, I've got an idea for food safety here. Every place, you know, Tyson or whatever that sells meat in the store just needs to put cameras. Well, Live stream it? They, they, only but they do that and then they, they take them down. Like there's the whole... there's. You, like people have like snuck in, but that's filmed. my point. What if we just said, "Hey, if you have nothing to hide, just put up a but camera." It's government approved. Like, yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. If the mm -hmm. government was like, "Hey, we're no longer gonna be in business with you," because yes. that's what they fucking are, dude. Like, the mm -hmm. government fully knows that they're dirty and they're and they're like not treating the meat as good as they could. Yes, but they're in. They're getting paid to like right. forget about it. So yeah, if the if politicians weren't corrupt, yeah, meat would that would be a great idea. No, I get that. But that's sort of the point that I'm making is the solution to all of this oversight would be very, very easy. Just, hey, guys, we're going to just put cameras where all we it only makes sense that as human beings, we should want to see how our food is before yeah. it goes in our mouth. So just put cameras in there. And if you said that, it would be as preposterous as saying like universal basic income. Hey, the government should just give everybody $200,000 a year. It would be equally laughed out of government, even though one sort of is a radical idea and the other one is not radical in the slightest. Dude, you could do cameras where all the meat is done and you could do everybody in America who makes a lot of money pays taxes. That'd be a good start. You know like what I mean? One. That'd be a huge hit too. Everyone, all of you. Oh, I thought not everybody has to give their chunk and it's like a thing like you said michael with the cameras there's no it's for sure jeff bezos and everybody pays their full thing of taxes yeah it's all recorded and you can't get around it but obviously somebody's doing i like that. it it's just <laughs> weird how you can it's not even sneaky it's like we didn't pay and everyone's like gays shouldn't go in the bathroom it's like what the fuck just let's get them let's get them to pay taxes and let's get all the people that are sex trafficked off the sex trafficking thing like those two to me i still haven't heard of a one where i'm like oh no yeah, yeah, yeah get to that first and then get to these two like those ones are when everybody else has to argue about all the other arguments i'm like those are valid i can see how that's frustrating too but man mm -hmm. what about just billionaires paying as much as manager at mcdonald's i don't think they want to do that yeah right seems that way man if you thought about getting an afro 
Uh, like a po- sorry, a perm. A perm. Nope. What about now that I said that? No. Because you don't have, um, it's thin yep. and you're not bald. It's just thin. And and perms f- give fucking mad body and bounce. Yeah, but you volume need, for days. You, you can be like our Howard Stern. You need the hair I could for go that. Over to you, young Howard Stern. You'd be like, oh, 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 oh my, my father. Kevin, Kevin, you said you needed the hair for a perm. If you and I learned one thing growing up in New Jersey in the 1980s, it's that any woman can have a perm. Yes. Uh, oh, not, yeah. not this woman. Do I, people in Jersey, I, are there moms that still have the perm from their heyday in I Jersey? I don't believe so. Here's okay. my, here's my, what I found with that was that women had perms or they looked like John Bon Jovi. Probably a little bit unfair. It was more that John Bon Jovi looked like every chick who didn't have a perm in New Jersey. And some of them obviously just kept with the times and evolved. But everybody who had stuck with that because they didn't know time was up or they didn't know which way to turn the Rachel Jennifer Aniston with friends took out every single last one of them and they all switched to the Rachel and they probably some of them still have the Rachel. Yeah, yeah, which is not so bad. Yeah, no. Being stuck in a Karen would be way worse. Exactly. For sure. Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis here talking to you about Stay Classy Meets. The show, we are in partners, partnership together. I'm very proud to talk to you about Stay Classy Meets. I've been eating them for some time now. And when they found out about me being booted, they were the first people trying to sponsor the podcast. So I'm very proud to be in business with these guys. This is a uh, it's a family business, so it's not the man, you know? You're helping out a family business, especially in these times. This is a tried and proven, tested on athletes. I would say myself, but I'm a little older and not as athletic. I'm like not number one or two in the world or anything. But I have noticed a difference, but they... they uh, Stay Classy Meats has other real top level at this mo- at this point in time athletes who swear by it. This is tried, tested, proven, really good, top quality grass fed meat delivered to your door. Family business. You're helping out everybody here, and it's the best quality. My cat loves Stay Classy Meats, but she's not allowed it because she's a cat, and they don't make cat food. They make really good food. Sorry. Try to tell my cat that her food's bad, but it is. So, stayclassymeats.com. You go there and you use the promo code Alice, and you're doing everybody a favor. Uh, it helps the show. It makes us look cool. Stay Classy Meats gives you a top quality product. I, as I said, have been using it for years without you. I didn't tell you. They didn't care that I told you. They, I got it through MMA, and they started giving me meats, and I've never looked back. I love Stay Classy Meats. If they kick me off the team, I'll be ordering it and I'll probably, my promo code won't work when I get kicked off. But right now, as it stands, stayclassymeats.com, promo code Ellis. Jason Ellis here reminding you about Onnit. Onnit.com forward slash Ellis gets you the sweet discount. Onnit have supported us from the get go. Onnit were the people that told me I should get into podcasting and I didn't listen to them. Well, now I'm listening. I really, really am listening. And you all need to listen too. You need to go to onnit.com. But if you type in onnit.com forward slash Alice, it gets you a sweet deal and it helps me out. But we're talking about you can't go to a gym. You get discounts on kettlebells, on the maces, on the bats, all these things that I've figured out how to use in my backyard. They give you a proper workout. They have uh, bench presses. And I didn't even know this. You can put kettlebells 
on your bar and you can get more weights. My cat would taught me that. But there's those, there's battle ropes, there's supplements. I use Alpha Brain every day. Sometimes on the weekend when I prefer to uh, feel uh, lazy and, and, and stupid, I, on purpose, don't take them. Because that's how much I notice. Yes, sometimes I like to just, uh, okay. But when I'm on, I'm using Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain Instant they have as well. You pour it in a bottle of water and you're kicking ass. And then Shroom Tech, I, once again, I only use Shroom Tech when I'm in shape to go to the gym. Because I'm worried that this will get me too motivated and I'll be too sore the next day to like walk. This is how good this stuff works. Four years all the time, haven't stopped, swear by it, Jason Ellis, on it, Shroom Tech, Alpha Brain, they freaking work. And they've got sweet t-shirts, and they get made of bam- bamboo or something, I don't know how they do it, but they got the best t-shirts, they get exercise pants, all the things they make are the best top quality of its, of its, of its kind. So I endorse them a thousand percent. Onit.com forward slash, wait, for, forward slash, I don't know how, forward slash, forward slash Ellis. Thank you. So I've when, who's that? Um, who's, when, sorry, Kevin. Who was the? It's the one that had a lot of kids with that chunky guy. And they had a TV show. John and Kate plus eight. Yep, yeah, she's the one that she's the to me the 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 Karen yeah. blonde that with the hair and short in the back. That's she is the yeah she's patient zero founder. Yes, for Kate, sure. Kate Gosselin. Yeah. Um. When when I first met you guys about ten years ago, for I'd say three years you were like dead set on the fact that I was balding. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm telling you, I just have the fucking thinnest, finest hair. It's not, I'm not balding. It's just super fine. Yeah. And you know what you look it, like? You look like a guy that goes bald from who isn't going bald, but he's just so old that the hair has thinned. Yeah. yeah. But he's, but he's a guy that you knew when he's in his heyday had the fucking thickest mane of all time. But because he's 80, yeah. there's like some thinning aspects to his full head of hair. Yeah. That's yeah, the funny. It, my dad is 80. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I haven't seen your dad, but the way you explain it, it sounds like he has the same hair as Kevin. If you my dad I, was 30, he's bald <laughs> and he's 80. He has a full head of hair. That's the way that works. You know who I see is, and I hate to do it. Cause I, I love him. Jim death, Florentine. But, um, Schwarzenegger. Like yes. he's got that point now because his hair is but he spicy. Cheats. But he cheats. He does. Yeah. Um, he has days where you can see through it. And it's very thin. And then he has stuff where he adds the powder or whatever thing that they do. I remember um, when I did uh, Mall Cop when I was in that movie and Kevin James totally did the fucking psh, 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 and made. Oh, you sprinkle the powder yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Like you could, you, you, in the movie, you can't, but when you're standing there, you can see that his head's been spray painted. Yeah. I'd like to try that. Cause here, like, I've, we, I've found. We could get from, that. Yeah, probably. We but could like, do that on the show. Now that we're on I'm, video, I'm into it. I would like I've, to see that. Oh, dude, sorry, but Mad Child. I, sh- I don't know if I. Sh- Oops. Well, <laughs> he. I don't, know. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. He showed I, me. He, like, watch this. Oh. I think he was trying to convince me to come back. And I'm like, dude, it's over for me. And he's like, no, I'm like, dude, get this stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow. Did not know you did that. But I feel like, you know, look, I'll he's try not it. That bold. I'll try it. But I've, you know, bounced from horrible hairstyle to horrible hairstyle at every phase of my life. Yeah. And it all looks bad because of how th- fine my hair is. Like when I grow my hair out long, like I had hair down to my chest at one point. And my hair is so fine that it lays flat. It's like it's fucking super glued, mm. mashed to my head. Yeah. Um, when I like keep it short and like a little bit spiky, 
you can see my scalp because I just don't have thick enough fucking hair for it. You're, and now I just look like um, like a meth dealer. A your bit. hair, need, you need to have the ultimate haircut for you. You would need maintenance, and that's a thing that you don't do. Your haircut would need to be almost short, but not too short, so you can't see through it. But it's but you would have a haircut where in a week it's gonna start to look like shit. You're yeah. not a guy that's like at the bar. Like I got friend, like you know uh, Brian that was at. Uh, oh wait, you didn't go to Elsmania, but you know Brian the the dragon tattoo to Fort Eddie, my oh, friend, yeah, yeah, big yeah, tall yeah. Asian guy. Yep, he goes to the barber like fucking every Tuesday and gets his shit tied. Because I'm pretty sure, because he's an Asian guy, I'm pretty sure if if he doesn't, then he's, because it's he has thin hair. So if you don't shape it, within a week, it just goes, and he's and it looks, you look, um, you look uh, dirty. Like you look kind of a little bit. Like a little mangy. A little, a little bit mangy. Yeah. I had the same, when I had hair, I had the same thing, dude, because my hair is, my hair would go, I'd shave it all the time, and then it would do the, I would call it a light bulb. Because it would just reach for the stars, all directions. In all directions. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the side would be this fucking embarrassingly. I almost had an afro of dead straight hair because it would just go ding like straight. <laughs> so I had like a fucking, and I would try to wear hats. I would wear it because I before gel because I was young and didn't know or, or I'm not putting that shit in. I would wear a beanie and then I'd take the beanie off and my hair would be stuck to my head until like an hour or two later where it would frizz out again. But if you, but I, if I maintain high and tights, but it had to be a high, my hair grows fast too. So if I didn't tighten it every week, within within a week, it's, even now, dude, my hair grows so fast on my fucking face and on my neck and shit now. It's just so awesome. Just fighting back hair and fucking like air, ear hair. Just wham, there's just one coming out. I'm like, what, what? Good size. Oh, I yeah, have, I have it's, not, it's not inside the ear. I'm getting them on the outside. Yes, the, that's what I'm talking about. Not the lobe, whatever you call the part. Fucking that's top, the lobe, like you know. a fucking. Oh, the bum fluff. Dude, no, this I like ain't a, got bum like, fluff. It's I like got, an antenna. Yes. What? Okay. Yeah. Wait, it's coming. You like three years off, dude. You're gonna have an. Oh, you'll be in the mirror and you'll go, "What the fuck?" My biggest fear. I always told Katie. Certainly, when you get to like seventy, depending on who you are, fuck off. Like I'll put a ponytail on my ear. I don't want to be hanging out with you guys or at a function and I've got a giant hair coming off my ear that I missed. I want my wife to be like, hey, oh, did, you got to get that. Yep. And I'm like, can you help me get that? Because I really don't want to go out in public with I, – I, I know people don't care, but I've seen people when I'm talking to them and I see a neck hair coming out of the back of their T-shirt from the sun. And I'm like, oh, wow. oh my God. I don't know How why. How do you live with yourself? I, that's what I think. I th I've thought that. How does this person live with themselves? I've reached the point where I'm plucking tarantula legs out of my nose. Like something yeah, will be tickling not... me and I'm like, what the fuck? And I go into the mirror and I pull my nose up, do the pig nose yeah. and a tarantula leg just yeah. flops out. Dude, my favorite thing, Katie gets mad at me for doing it, but I'll like fucking get right up in there and, whoosh, and then I'll like see how many I can get. And, you know, I got to have a nail and I usually trim my nails too much to get a hold of them. But if I have a nail, then I can get... But I shave, I trim them all, so it's very rare. But if I do it, it's one of my favorite things to do. If I'm like, oh, I've got myself like 17 right now. And I'm like, oh. Steady, feels steady. Good. Yeah, it feels good. It's like a prize. It's like freedom. Um, should we talk about what we're going to do before we do it? In yeah, because we've only got five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> so those of you who have listened to the Jason L Show knows know, know that we've been in this for uh, 15 years and there's been uh, people on the show that have come and gone. And now we're going to talk to 
easily the two biggest people that have come and gone on the show um, for, you know, we obviously had our falling outs. Uh, I Since I got fired, I, I talked to Josh, so has Tully, but we've never talked to Christian. Um, obviously, Christian reached out to me when he heard the news that I got fired. So I want to know about that. Josh was uh, one of the almost original co-hosts of the show, a.k.a. Raw Dog. He was around for a while. He was the first assistant or whatever. He was an intern, wasn't he? Yeah, first first intern we had. And then he actually became a hired person on the show. And he was also... So this is also a a Tainstick and Death, Death, Die reunion that we're about to do. Because they were, in addition to being on-air personalities on the show, the four of us had a band... So Christian, yes, as you mentioned, I've had a little bit of contact with Josh over the years. Christian, I've had none since Taint, uh, since Death, Death, Thigh broke up. So tell me a little bit about him reaching out to you. Um, well, you know how I am, Michael. I'm a bit punchy, but it was a bit of a long message. And one part was a little bit like, you know, he ha- has a feel, you know, and I'm like, well, it's fair. You know? Yeah. That was uh, my dictate. He didn't say that, but he kind of <laughs> did. Like he, he got a little one in there. He's like, I got to do it. I'm like, you did fair enough. I'm not... It's weird. I'm not mad at anybody. I was already kind of way past it a few years ago. Where I was like, man, it's sad that you two can't patch it up because I'm sick of people asking me about that. They're done. I'm like, man, we squashed that because we can't fucking tolerate each other. This is it's fucking sad. Mm-hmm. But I never thought that we'd actually get past it because I was like, he's never going to reach out. But when he did, there was, you know, the firing thing. And I feel like that there's been times back and forth where he did those emails. Sorry, he did the facebook thing about how bad of a person i am and i'm like man not entirely true fuck you like that's my reaction instead of trying to squash it i was like fuck you dude like you're gonna tell everybody a bunch of shit that isn't true that's fucked up man but instead of it was more about uh my part in uh the bit that he didn't like and uh in the end through the band stuff and the attitude towards each other. Yeah. I didn't want to work with him anymore. And I told everybody that, that I didn't want to work with him anymore. And I tried to stay away from him as much as possible. But in, at the end of the day, the, I did not get you fired. Like I, but when I heard you were getting fired, this is the thing I didn't realize until I was even writing the email. It's like, when I heard that you were getting fired, I made no efforts at all to say you should keep him. Mm-hmm. And when I think about it now, that's kind of a bit of a death sentence. Wait, is he on there right now? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Christian. It's muted. Hello. Oh, no, it's not now. No I hear him. Hold on. Oh, we can hear you. Can you hear us? This is our first Zoom date. Yeah. Not hearing you, dicks. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Wait a minute. It's going to work out. Do you hear it? I can hear you. All, yeah, yes. all right. All three dicks, great. How all are you, dude? Three dicks. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trapped in my apartment in COVID. It's great. How are you? I'm like a, the studio. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm. Are you? I know that you're. Um, you've got like a thing. You can't. You got to watch out for COVID more than the average bear. Is, is it okay to talk about that or no? Because I don't know much about it. Yeah, I, uh, I will advise everybody not to vape marijuana. Yeah, I got a bad lung infection from marijuana vaping. Whoa. And how do you get rid of that? You don't. What? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't. It's just sort of like you hope that your body's going to heal from it and you'll be okay. But you don't get COVID. That's the first thing you don't do. But wait a minute. Your lung, you just, your lung will, it will heal. 
Yeah, it takes a while. Okay. When you say a while, like years? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I remember smoking weed with you several times, Christian, and I know that you you won't you won't find this offensive, but you're fucking lightweight. You've always been yeah. like you'll have a toke and you're like fuck easy, dude. Like you got yeah, that thing yeah, stuck to your face. Yeah. What did you um since we've uh, not hung out with each other, did you become like a, a heavy hitting pot smoker yeah. or yeah, to get over my firing, I've been <laughs> <to> marijuana. <laughs> he took to the vape pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, it was either that or the needle, and I decided that the vape pen was way less intrusive. That so is, that. that was a yeah. good call for yeah. sure. It's the way more lit way to go. But right? I was definitely <laughs> vaping like, you know, eight hours a day. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, it was bad. So what was the first time where you were like, ooh, there might be a problem with my lungs? Like, what was the sensation? Uh, I felt like I was suffocating and I ended up going to the emergency room. Oh, my God. God. Oh, yeah. They put me on like a full thing. I've never heard all the stories. This is a real live person (laughs) who's saying it. I've heard this shit before, but never believed it. Yeah, Fuck. just scroll back on my Instagram, like, two years. There's me with, like, the weep, the thing on my face, just okay. breathing and all this stuff. Yeah, it's awful. I, that, fe- I felt like I was dying. That answers my question. So this is before going to the hospital and having a ventilator became fashionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was way ahead of the curve. <laughs> I see. Ah, nice. <laughs> Good. I, I just feel like everyone's really bogarting my style at this point. It's yeah. a little lame. A bunch of posers. It's the price you pay for yeah. setting trends. So how did it... <laughs> no, really, how do you go from being somebody who would only do it sparingly and a little bit when you did it because you couldn't handle it? I, I, can, I do it even less than that, so I can totally yeah. understand, to it becoming a thing that you do frequently and then it becoming like a lifestyle. How? What's the trajectory on that? Why does that happen? Uh, well, once I discovered vape pens and then I was getting them for free from a friend of mine who had a company that was making them. And I realized that one of the things about one of the things about smoking weed is that you when you smoke a joint, you tend to smoke a couple hits of it and then you put it down and then you go back to it a couple minutes later. Whereas with a vape pen, you could just sort of feed it. So I would do one hit and then 10 minutes later do another hit. And the thing was that it really helped me with my social anxiety and my Asperger's, it made me feel really way, it was like a medicine. Like I, can I have a question. Good. Hello, Josh. Please. Welcome to the show. Hello, Josh Richmond. Uh, <laughs> Hi, guys. Boy, look at this. This is fucking oh, super oh, weird oh, right now, you guys. This is fucking weird. Oh, uh, this makes me happy. Right? The last seven years never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, That's how I felt when I got fired that day. Yeah, it felt like 14. It's like it never happened. Guys, I got an, I got an, idea, for a, I got an idea for a song. Let me run it past you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm glad you got that one out of the way. Christian, I haven't seen you uh, either. I like the beard; it's cool. Yeah, thanks, man. This is aging. Yeah, you guys look good, man. You guys did all right. I see you put on a few pounds, Josh, and it kind of suits you, dude. You look tougher. A little bit, yeah. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you lift weight? I didn't say you were fat, man. Can we not do this? I didn't say you were fat. TikTok with you put on a few pounds. But it, I said it was in a good way. You look like you got bigger shoulders and shit. Fuck you, yeah. dude. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah. it looks like you have excellent board games. <laughs> it makes you feel any better. I do, that's, I do have excellent board games. <laughs> wow. Have you been playing a lot of board games, Josh, in the pandemic? I have uh, been playing zero board games because I haven't left my house nobody's been in my house so yeah oh okay so you're doing that i noticed christian you don't know this but i did a podcast the other day where i thought it was a meeting with sirius xm and they were going to pitch me uh their podcast offer after firing me but i got it mistaken and it was a sirius xm show 
that was going to talk to me. And then I, as I realized, oh, okay, this is, this is going to be a radio interview. Cool. This motherfucker just pops up on the screen out of nowhere, flexing in the camera. (laughs) And I'm like, who the fuck knows Josh (laughs) Richmond? And how is he in my face? And it was like the day, the same day I said to Tully, are you going to reach out to Josh or am I? Because I already talked to Christian and I was just telling the guys about your email and how you reached out. And I was explaining to Kevin, you did say in a in the nicest way possible, you know, you got fired too. Ha ha. But then yeah. the rest of it, and it was, <laughs> and it was, dessert. I tried to explain to these guys that it wasn't a, I mean, suck on that. It was. No. Got to do it because fuck you. And it was I'm a like, gentle dunk. Fucking fair. It's fucking fair. It's fucking fair. Yeah. I'm yeah. standing there not looking where the ball's going and you, you, know, you dunk dummy. That's that's how it goes. It's like I know I know how it feels to be in that position and I get it and, uh, and I feel you. I thought it was like two tenths fuck you, eight tenths not fuck you. I, what I want with. A thousand, that's exactly what I, I felt. <laughs> and it was all justified. And I felt like it was at a, a time... Even I, I was telling Tully, even before I was fired, I was already kind of, um, I figured that you and I would be impossible to, to squash that, you know, like, cause I thought that what you thought I had done was not exactly true. And I'm not going to admit to a thing that I didn't do. So right. I thought that there was never a way around it. But then as I was emailing you back, and I was telling these guys right before you came on, there was a time there where they said we're firing Christian and I didn't say shit. And when I think about it now, I was right before you got on. I, I, if I cared, I could have said something. Same with Josh. I could have said, you know what? Let's try to fucking squash all this. But instead I was like, fuck you guys. We're fucking nightmare. Good riddance. And I will never think about you for the, for as long as I live is what I, is what I, decided to do to make it easier for my existence. But after years of thinking about it, before I got fired, I swear, before I got fired, <laughs> ask people that I've, I've mentioned to you, I've mentioned your name more than once where I feel bad. I don't, you know, I remember you like hanging out with Devin and, and helping her go down a slide. Like we were fucking family, man. Like we, I love you guys. Like if you never speak to me again, I still have love for both of you. I always will. And the band is one of the greatest experiences of my life. Like that is a thing that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And I hate that you and Tully got into it so bad that there is no death, death, die. It doesn't exist to anybody. The fucking amount of people who are, oh, do you get it? I'm like, dude, I can't even, I'm not even going to answer you. I'm just going to try and, as I said before, forget about it. Just black it out like it didn't even happen. But the older I get, the wiser I get, the more I realize my uh, responsibility in all this and how I handled it incorrectly several times. Um, You know, I've tried to learn. I'm in therapy. I'm doing a lot of stuff to try to fix myself. And in that process, I've realized that I burned a lot of bridges and I'm very sorry for the way that I treated both of you. My attitude towards you guys, these guys, everybody back then was inappropriate to say the least. I, but I got to spiel on about my, my past and my, you know, afflict, fuck off. Like uh, I, I'm a man and I, and I fucked up and I handled everything terribly and I'm really sorry for that. And I, and I want you both to know, I'm very, very sorry for that, regardless of where we go from here. I, as if you never want to speak to me again, fair enough, but I love you well, guys, man. And I really appreciate all the things that you did for us. Too, and it's, I mean, 
truly, it's amazing how like time heals a lot of this stuff. And it ends. And hearing a lot of the news, honestly, about like, you know, the end of the Ellis Show's days on Sirius and stuff recently and seeing fans reach out, they even reached out to me a little bit. It's amazing how like a lot of the, you know, there was obviously like bad shit that happened, but it's amazing how a lot of the bad shit kind of fades out of your memory. And when you think about stuff, you're just kind of think about like a lot of the crazy shit we were able to do and the fun stuff and to get away with great, like the band is an amazing memory to me. That's it was me living out like a, a kind of a rock star fantasy. I never thought I'd get to do in any capacity. Me and me too. Well, sure. well let's, let's never, never forget super cat, the fucking, the, the raw dog super cat. Oh at my fucking, God. Yeah. At the, at the fucking we sugar Ray cover. When we did fly at the fucking and Mark fucking McGrath's face when he was like, I can't believe you assholes are going to get me to do this fucking song. And then just turned around and sold it like nobody's business. It was fucking outrageous. You know, I have, I have, I have, <laughs> oh and look he still got it you know i have i have audio like pro audio of that entire roxy show i don't know what? how how or why oh, i dude, have it but i have i have probably front to back probably probably klein just ran the fucking yeah. recorder for us on that shit uh i don't want to post that so jason i i i sincerely i'm grateful thank you for your apology because i know for somebody like you especially like an apology is is a difficult thing to do uh and it i think it's testament to your work on yourself that you're capable of that so thank you for that uh as i said in my email just a little bit fuck you but at the same point yeah i mean um but honestly and and the thing that you know like the reason i reached out to you was because when i i you know somebody let me know that it had happened and i went and i watched your video and I realized that you were, you know, genuinely completely blindsided by it and that you had no fucking clue. And at moments like that, I think it was, you know, it's important to put bullshit aside and go, yeah, man, fuck that company and fuck those people because you were no more a priority than Josh was or I was. They made you feel that way because that's how they get you. And you're, you know, when you looked that surprised and that hurt and that astounded at what happened to you, I think at that point is when people need, you know, more support than than your ego should stop you from from giving, if that makes any sense. Um, could we just rectify a uh, small thing for a bunch of dick bags on fucking Reddit? Oh man, <laughs> don't do, you, why would you do Reddit to yourself? I learned years ago. Don't go to Reddit. Oh my God, they'll kill you. Yeah, no, it's go a- ahead. Oh, now you're gonna put Reddit in my mind, Christian. No, dragging me. I've into been the ducking dome. Reddit for fucking centuries. <laughs> Shit. Want to clear up for the record? I am not standing in the way of death, death, die. Being on fucking iTunes, man. Okay, like, okay. Well, wait a minute. I this is a this is a up. very I want this conversation to happen because sure. to me I've only heard one side of it and that's Tully's side where you two could not see eye to eye in this and you decided that you would rather end the whole thing than be in any sort of business no, with no, each other. No, I think I can clarify this. Christian, you indicated to me if I recall this is a lot has happened since then. I don't I don't even pretend to remember all this 100% that you no longer wish to be on the actual business entity legally that death, death, die yeah. was. Yeah, and that was at, a bad idea. And at that point, it was actually, we had to jump through any number of hoops, as you may recall. There's crazy things when you set up a business. You need to post a thing in a newspaper four weeks in yeah, a row. Yeah, bananas. You need to do a lot of things to establish a business. Yeah. And you would have taken us under the minimum number of partners that we needed to be in whatever kind of business we were in. So basically, we would need to dissolve the business and start it over again 
and go right. through the whole thing. And at that point, Death Death I was making like a couple hundred bucks a month. And I just yeah, said, no, exactly. it's just quite a bit easier it. to take the thing down than right. to to go through all that stuff because I'm not really interested in having it around. Anyway, given the, the whole feeling around the project at that time. So it was accurate in a way that it wasn't out because of you, but it wasn't like you were like, Fuck that! Take it down. Take it down in my name was not accurate at all either. Yeah, no, it was. It was simply like dissolve the business agreement because I don't think it's a good idea for me to not be at serious for you guys to be at serious and there to be a business entity that ties the two of us together. Right. Considering that I'm currently trying to sue Sirius, which is what I was doing at the time. How'd that work oh. out? Uh, it cost me a lot of money to find out that you can't sue a multinational conglomerate that has a fucking in-house counsel. Ooh, I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. You so, know what? Yeah. Now, I actually did ask Apple whatever to put Death, Death, Die on iTunes, so I'm sorry about that. What, Damn it, Josh. What'd you do? <laughs> yeah. oh, you fucking <laughs> he was Reddit the whole time. <laughs> Josh, that's what your last name really is. <laughs> Josh Reddit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking Reddit. Reddit. You son of a bitch. It's not nearly as Jewish sounding. <laughs> <laughs> it was you Reddit know, Stein think, when they got here. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, I, I, so I'm, I certainly, you know, I think that I would, I'm kind of bummed that the music isn't available for people. I, I'm really bummed. That's that what I was going to say. Cause you guys are, you mentioned the money yeah. thing. Like, I don't give a fuck about the money thing. It was no. everybody's, we're a fucking radio show that did a, like four albums that were as good as, some of these people that have kids have their tattoo of their band logo on them. And I'm like, we're better than you, dude. And we're, yeah. we're dickheads. The barely how much money we made from that to start with. Did you guys know I got in tax trouble because of that money? Like the first year of Teen Stick? Oh, I believe it. Like, because like, I got like, <laughs> I got like a, um, I got a, like a check for like, like $12,000 or something that yeah. year. And I was like, holy shit, free money. I'm just going to have not. to like go on a separate form to pay it back. Really yeah, you, gotta, you have to declare that. Yeah. Taxes, yeah. Josh. Yeah, taxes. Yeah. It was That's a big learning game. game. Yeah. Unless you're uh, like the church, you got to pay them. <laughs> It doesn't sound like death death I got you in tax trouble so much as you didn't know people have to pay taxes. There's that one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah. That won't stand up in a court of law. Yeah. Well, and look, yeah, you may as well sue serious again. You guys know, a, 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 a for what it's worth, I've never been withholding this stuff. I actually put together like a fun zip file that I think even includes that Roxy concert. And anybody who's asked me for it, I even tweeted about it a couple of years ago. Anybody who's asked me for it, nice. I've been freely giving the music away <laughs> yeah, yeah, to people. And I'm absolutely happy to post that somewhere where people can just have it. There's no money in the catalog anyway. It's more about people being able to, yeah. to get it. So I, I, I had that well, ready to go on my computer. I give it away anytime anybody asks me for it. I'm sure Kev, I'm sure Zinger is still fucking milking as many nickels as he can. Oh, dude, he, there's, you can catalog. get, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can buy Taint Stick and uh, skateboards. Uh, cheap. <laughs> cheap. Yeah. And Taint Stick t-shirts with all our faces on it. And I don't know who's distributing that. Do you? It's pretty fucking funny. A fan sent me the link. It was like, check out, you can still get Taint Stick shit. I'm like, wait, hit. Hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Good news, guys. We're on merchbar.com. <laughs> fucking zinger. My, uh, my favorite zinger was when, you know, they had that fucking bullshit about, hey, you guys can always come and look at the books. You can always see what we're doing. I was like, all right, I want to see the books. And he didn't realize I'd worked at a record label. So he showed me the books. And at the end of it, I went through each line. And I was like, why the fuck is this here? Why the fuck is this here? And eventually he was like, I think this meeting needs to end. I have things to do. And I was like, oh, do you? Wow. 
See, oh, that's so funny. Spend, that- like fucking, they spent like 20 grand on fucking on ads when we told them not to pay anything for advertising. I spe- I, that's the one thing I do recall saying, yeah, I don't need ads. I have, ads. I'm the ad. Yeah. 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 So they had a line item that was like $20,000 of print ads. And I know there was no fucking way they spent $20,000 yeah. on print ads. So maybe 20 bucks. Yeah, so that went straight into the BMW fund for fucking Zinger. No, I think we were on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Did you add things up in the most painful way? Do you know that? Like, (laughs) you see it in the most, like, to me, when I got fired from Sirius, I'm like, okay, I was, we had Machine Gun Kelly booked to do, I was in the middle of doing, uh, we were going to go back to Sirius XM for an exclusive COVID tested machine gun Kelly interview and then leave the building again. Cause no one's allowed to go in the building. So I'm thinking I'm the guy that pulls machine gun Kelly. Everyone's excited about it. My contract's up. Every, nothing could ever be more secure. Why, why, why book machine gun Kelly? If you're going to fire me, well, it turns right. out they didn't reply to the email to machine gun Kelly's people because they knew that they were going to fire me. And I didn't know any of that. And I could be like, this guy did this, this guy did that. I remembered all the people that are like on the way through that were like, fuck you. And I'm like, really? Fuck me. Like I'm doing a great job. Why, why slow me down? And I thought I could do this. I could do that. I could do, I could call you. Scott Greenstein called me. And was like, really sorry. You know, I could have, there was a conversation that I was going to have with him about, all the fuckery today to, to right now. And instead I was like, yeah, man, thanks. Cause I don't, I don't need to get you back, man. Like I, I as a person that spent a lot of time getting people back for fucking with me for dwelling on, man, I can't believe I got fucking, I look like a fucking idiot to that guy. And then, and then I would sit there. Fuck. You made me look like a fucking idiot way after the day that that happened. And I was stewing and I'm boiling and I'm losing sleep. And, and I just want to be happy. I fucking almost died. I've been in the hospital a couple of times, the heart conditions I've, since I've seen you guys. And there's a couple of times where I'm on that beeper thing and I'm like, this is it. Like, this is all over right now. And what is, what do I care about? Do I like, I'm angry about Christian banging my Porsche door or something. You've got to be fucking shitting me. You child, like get the fuck over it. To me, I see, you hanging out with Devin going down the slide. And I knew that that was for no reason, but you're friends of my, you're my friend and it's Alice's kid. And I got, and I, and I love Alice. I love Alice's kid. Not, yeah, she was bored shitless at a video shoot. I yeah. was like, so am I. Let's go fucking hang out on the slide. <laughs> Man, is I that just, apple juice? Yeah. I just realized she yeah, was at a taint stick juice. video. Shit. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's all fun. She and I went and smoked cigarettes in the yeah. fucking uh, in the parking lot. Yeah, I think that was the first time she vaped. <laughs> I told you know, I, you know, I'll freak you guys out. I talked to her yesterday about. Uh, she's like, "Can I get a stick and poke tattoo?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you can get a stick and poke tattoo, and then I'll like uh, go to that guy's house and murder him, kill him <laughs> for sure, kill him, go to jail, and yeah, you can have a sweet stick and poke. Sound like a good deal." <laughs> That's what I'm dealing with right now. Like I saw, she got a heart. She, she scratched into the side of her leg. Oh no! I'm like, I'm like, you can well, get my deal is you can get a tattoo when you're 17, but it has to be uh, approved by me and my nice. tat and my tattooist, and because you know she wants to keep pushing it. My right. son doesn't want to be me. He wants to be his mum, so he might be all right. But my daughter, holy shit, yeah, dude. Not so yeah, into yeah, the slide. My, my mom had a rule that I could not get a tattoo until I was 18, but my mom was not covered in tattoos, and he might have taken it slightly differently than she was. 
okay, fucker. (laughs) I didn't want to bring that up, but it seems a little obvious to everybody else in the room, champ. Okay, fuck faces. I didn't get a tattoo until I was 19, so suck on that butt, okay? No lie. That's where I told her. So I didn't get illegal tattoos. And here's the other one. Her mom has some of the shittiest tattoos ever, (laughs) and she got them when she was 16, and I told that was the other argument. I said, "Here's, here's my point. Your mom has tattoos on her right now that she wears certain clothing that covers it in front of certain people because she's ashamed of those tattoos because they are embarrassing. You know what you so should do? do you, you, want should that? Show, you should show Devin the evil sperm tattoo on my leg. Uh, be like, this yeah, idiot yeah. got this when he was 19. Don't you want to wait yeah. until your brain like fully develops and you can make like... Kevin really- could be a, a one-man tattoo scared straight. Just yeah. send him to high school. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wound up with cum on my leg. What, Josh? Seventeen, you have you have like you don't have taste yet, so I think it's reasonable. It's reasonable to say like you can't do a permanent thing to your body. Yeah, yeah. it got to the point where because she loves to argue, where I was like, you, you, you can't have sex because you don't know what you're doing, and you can't have a tattoo because you don't know what you're doing. And she's like, how can you say that those are the? How, ew, why would you even? T-? And I'm like, because it's the same thing. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, it's permanent. Forever, you will remember it. Do you want to do that to yourself? And then there was just the threats. In the end, it goes to, you'll have no fun. And we win. <laughs> how uh, how old is she now? 15. Oh, it's terrifying. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, she's like tall. Well, that's the other thing. Like, time is going so rapidly. She has huge tits, yeah. Christian. And it's Jesus Christ. Super <laughs> offensive. They're always jiggling in front of me. I fucking, I'm like, God, what? Because, you know, she hangs out with boys. I'm like, man, this is, yeah, I'm going to punch someone. Hard. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to punch yeah. a dude so hard. It is awesome. also part of your karmic debt. That's how the, uh, that's how the great. <laughs> Pumpkin works it, you know what I'm saying? Like you, got, uh, you got that as a firstborn. Well done. We had pumpkin. we had a conversation about this very topic, and Christian, you were definitely in the room when we were at not the the middle studio, the dentist office one. Yeah. About when Jason met Devin's first boyfriend. We were calling him T yeah, two, yeah. and he's calling Metallica a classic rock band. Yeah, I like classic yeah. rock. How these are all things that were destined to be in your future. That's happening. That's happening. For sure. She has told her friends that her father is into classic rock. For sure. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. terrible. No, because she listens to hip hop. She listens to hip hop that I don't get. You know what I mean? Like I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like Mumble rap. Yeah, they're like little some little angry lesbian girl that just talks about her snatch all yeah. day. And I'm like, man, that she is- might tell people you were in a classic rock band. <laughs> it <probably> does. <laughs> the classic rock cover band like you're not even like doing your own shit hey so, jo- look josh did you get married someone told me you got married is that true no where did you hear that twitter Jesus. twitter kept saying reddit. josh got married <laughs> oh yeah reddit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reddit's good for that i am not married well uh, do you yeah, have a cat i do have a cat that part's true so does that mean you're you're not single then right <laughs> I no, I'm I am a single guy with a cat. I Are you that. really? And yes. I I guess this is being offensive, but <laughs> you 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 take care of a cat by yourself. Sorry, yeah. Jason. I Jason, you do the you do the kitty litter. I do the kitty litter. I give him food and snacks, and he's got all sorts of toys. Aww. His name's Vinny. He's a great cat. Up, Jason, men can be cat women too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he's a cute cat. I saw a photo of it. I just assumed. 
No, 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 no. I was, I was like, I was actually, I, there was a brief period during this quarantine period where I was dating a little bit, but it is, uh, yeah, back to single status. Oh, okay. So you're still going through the trenches of that shit then? It's, yes, it's true. You're not picking the same kind of women over and over again, are you, Josh? <laughs> I don't, I don't think I am, but I don't know. We all have our patterns. <clears throat> Probably. Wait, no. so does that, did that mean yes? That it's kind of similar? You're doing things that are, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm growing and changing every day, but I could also look back and be like, yeah, there's definitely patterns to people I've picked. I think that's true of everybody. I got to tell you, dude, and I can tell Christian's already on it as well. It, from therapy, it, for me, the there's three in a row where I, I dated the same people with the same eventual outcome where I, I realized that it, it is, you guys are both going to laugh, but if, wait a minute, this might be my fault. <laughs> wow! It took it took three women to like yell the same thing at me, and I was like, "Whoa, that's almost exactly how the last one ended." Uh, well, could it? Be, no, it could not be me. I am. Yeah, no, it's totally me. <laughs> I totally picked people for the wrong reasons because I wasn't um, ready to live by myself and find find out who I am. I just wanted to. Um, you know, get a mummy to take care of me. I think I hate, sorry, therapy broke me down real quick. That's real quick. If I had to do it in a nutshell, <laughs> I needed a mummy and now I'm a big boy. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't uh, want any mummies. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's usually how that goes, to be honest with you. That's not, unfortunately, we're such fucking cliches. That's not even a fucking newsflash. It's just crazy how long it takes, you know? You'd think, I know, right? You think that. Well, I'm glad to hear that you've got a therapist who's fucking doing work with you. I mean, that's been the hardest part for me is I've always been smarter than my therapists. Okay, you know what? I thought that that was the the therapist before the one that I have now. That is how I left therapy because she yeah. said something to me where I went, oh, "I'm smarter than you." Yeah, oh yeah. man, oh. what the fuck? And, and and when you when I think I'm smarter than you, man, you really drop like <laughs> you, yeah. you, you fucking. I'm like, man, I gave this person money as a fucking moron in front of me. <laughs> so yeah, I was over it until it was yeah. Benji and Joel. Joel said he had a therapist that changed his life. And that was when I was hanging out with Benji a lot and I was really uh, heavily influenced by them. And then I broke up with Katie, who is my wife now, the one time we broke up, and she said that shit. And that's wow. when I went, fuck it. There you go. I'm going to therapy. And I called that guy and went in there the like the day after and ever since then that was what got my foot back in the door too like i think i wrote her a big note and she'd put it in her car i was like i'm going to that therapist and then i was able to like get a lunch date and now i'm fucking her hard you guys Woo! i won yeah. well done i'm not in therapy right now but i mean i was for a few years and i think that i found that like i've had that feeling of like oh i know what you're trying to say to me and I'm, i can outsmart that and kind of and like i can i can feel like i'm smarter than you in this moment and then a couple and then like a, another year of therapy passes and you realize no i was wrong that entire time <laughs> like you think you're outsmarting a person and realize you're not actually outsmarting them i guess yeah. Well, I think there's there's a lot of different things, and I don't have a lot of experience in therapy, but sometimes you can be smarter than them, but they just have enough training. You know, like you might be smarter than your car mechanic, but if they specifically know techniques for fixing your car, that's one thing. Right. That having been said, I have definitely spoken to medical uh, mental health professionals who talk about at least their colleagues as occasionally 
like being on their iPad doing something unrelated to the session while they're talking to somebody. Ooh. That's right. uh, that's not all of them, but they're definitely out there as well. I mean, so. they're, yeah. I mean they're basically just they're running a routine. They have right. like a, going being training as a therapist. It's just like I know exactly how to respond to this question with this question, and like everything, it just sort of gets automated, and you can do it on autopilot. I think the easiest thing for therapy is to be really upfront and open because the more they can get a read on who you really are, the sooner they can get to business. Cause to me, once my therapist realized what I am, what my, what I'm all about, what my childhood um, damage had made me into, then he could explain it to me in layman terms. And it was just like turning a light on. Like there was a couple of conversations where it was, isn't that interesting, Jason, as in like, think about what you just said, think about, you know, and, and I would, and several times I'd go, oh, right. Oh my God. And it would be such a searing moment that from that day on, I knew, for instance, there was times, the biggest, one of the biggest ones was in my gay encounters, which is, mm. we can, I'd like to touch on that for a second, Josh. Remember when we were driving down the road once, leaving the show, going to get a sandwich at M Cafe, and I said I was gay, and you fucking laughed it off? You brought this up to Matt and Dave, and I don't remember this exact moment. I think it stuck harder for you than it did for me. Yeah, because it was a really big deal that I'd said that I was gay to you. So, yeah, that was – it did kind of – it was yeah, a big weird. moment. Yeah, yeah, that's strange. Somebody laughed at that, and then that stuck I don't remember laughing. <laughs> you didn't laugh at it. You you, 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 like, made a kind of a noise to move – like, ha-ha, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't – you didn't go, ah, you fucking homo. It wasn't like that. Hold on, bro. I'll just get out right here. <laughs> <laughs> it was more I, like you just didn't you were just like you're so stupid you know you didn't i was probably i was probably mad at you and in my own head and it didn't even register with that's me. great to know that you were just constantly mad at me i think we were friends at this point but anyway i mean we we're in a car together dude but i don't I mean, recall this incident just, at all but i'm pretty sure i was pissed at you yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. Shit, Jason, you should understand that prior to this, most of our friendships <laughs> with you were built on 50% of being mad at you. Oh, my God, dude. It like started at 50%, and then it kind of went up like one of those thermometers outside a fire station that's telling I promised I wouldn't make any excuses today, but I had a <laughs> very passionate. I didn't know. I got damage in my brain. I'm sorry. Reacted fucking yeah, incorrectly. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, well, that was the thing that was really annoying about it is that I don't think you understand that every <laughs> single person if, who's part of this intervention, by the way, this is just a long game. <laughs> <laughs> into an intervention. We, we had serious fire you for your own good. Uh, it was that, you know, the we all knew that you were a fucking disaster. Uh, and every uh, single person involved in your life, like when you went away and we had to finish the big fucking mega boat record without you, we knew that that's what we had to do. And we were like, okay, we've got to finish this record. So when he comes out, we're good to go on this. And then we it came out, and then you immediately hated it because we had worked on it without you. Yep. I believe that. <laughs> it's crazy that Big Fucking Megaboat was, how that happened. was yeah. kind of some kind of monstery. It was a little, it was, it really was our death magnetic kind of in many ways. Yeah. Uh, God, to have a documentary of the Big Fucking Megaboat sessions and to be able to rewatch that. I mean, it was outrageous, man. Like, you know, we were all like, okay, we got to pull together and build this so that when he comes out, we've got this fucking thing and we can go. And you came out and basically were like, well, I want nothing to do with that fucking record. We're all moving on. And we were like, no, but it's fucking amazing. Like, what are you talking about? 
And then it never, you know, got to really see its light of day, unfortunately. I mean, that I think that is the, you know, much as it's ridiculous that we have a catalog, I do think that, like, each of the records got so much fucking better to the point where Big Fucking Mega Boat was amazing. And then you hated it because you hadn't been involved. And we were like, we were doing it for you, champ. You are. You're on every single fucking song that we, you know. So that was kind of, you know, part of the, the issue as we moved forward was we all knew that you were fucking dealing with traumas that none of us have had to deal with. I mean, everybody in this fucking... It doesn't make it fair. Of, it doesn't make it fair, but everybody in this motley crew of douchebags has damage. Like, there's not... That's why we all clicked together. And you are the most, you know, you're the... The, the, <laughs> the, the most, most damaged. Alpha of the, you're the, no, you're the most <laughs> alpha of all of us, and you also have compensatory damage. But we understood it. I mean, like the amount of times we sat in this room when you were going through the fucking divorce high and fucking like not working, but just talking about real shit that people didn't get to see. I mean, there was like a genuine, you know, we were all we were all part of something. I'm going to tell everybody we were the Wu-Tang Clan of radio as far as I'm concerned. And we we reached such a fucking high point. But also we knew that we were getting zero help. Remember when we went back to New York for our first fucking that show that we did and you had a book in the New York Times bestseller list. We were on the fucking billboard charts and we walked into crickets at fucking Sirius. And we we're like, what other radio station and what other radio show has all of them? And we're playing a sold out show tonight. And instead of walking in there to fucking confetti cannons, we walked into like crushing fucking silence. Yeah, man, those ones don't even, yeah. I, I've got so used to that that I don't, right. like if there, if anybody freaked yeah, that, out, that, 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 would, that didn't occur to me. Yeah, that <laughs> I would can just, honestly <laughs> say that. I wasn't waiting for a confetti cannon, honestly. Yeah. Like I, it, but any other place would have been like, holy shit, dude, like this ridiculous radio show has accomplished all of this on its own with no help. Let's applaud them. Let's make this a fucking thing. And instead it was like fucking, we couldn't even get the parking validated. It was fucking insane. I was like, what the, you know, like, and this is, this was our reward for all the hard work. So none of us should be shocked that the denouement of our relationships with this fucking place. I did. I took that as this. I took that as everybody at Sirius XM. If I did anything that was successful, that wasn't Sirius XM. They took that as a rival. Yeah, of they, they hated Alice Mania and they hated that. That thought. Cause it was, it was an insult. I mean, remember I mean, when we first started it and I forgot his name. Greg Steele. Greg Steele. Told me not, <laughs> told me not to play. The song anymore, and I was like, "Why yeah. not?" And he's like, "Cause it's not faction music," and I'm like, "What? It's a Blink One Eighty Two ripoff. It's totally faction music." Totally, and then he was like, "You got to do something that's um, well." The, what was the, it? Because I know we did it, the uh, when I did the load on your face. That song was directly written for yeah. him yeah. because it had to. I had to say <laughs> stuff in the news. That's right. He said conventional radio wisdom was that you either did parody <laughs> songs. <laughs> Oops, I farted again. Right. Or right. you did something that was topical, current, event-based. Right. So Ripped from the headlines. All of the things that were a headlines on the Jason Ellis show. far too many legs because like we saw a girl in India that had six legs. That was, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. no, I, remember, I remember being in New York and like I hated that fucking dude so much. So I would annoy him every time I went back to New York. So I leaned into his office and I said, hey, I said, hey, Greg, have you heard the new fucking death, death, die shit? It's pretty good. And he looks at me and he goes, Sounds to me like somebody's spending a little too much time in the recording studio and not enough time in the on-air studio. And I was like, oh, man, you need to get fucking laid and develop a drug habit. You are a miserable, uptight fucking dickbag. Oh, well, he might have done I those. Hated, 
He's the worst, man. I mean, that was the thing. It's like we were up against, you know, like if, if you know, if, if you weren't Jose, nobody gave a shit about you. Well, it got worse. Did it make you feel any better? Like the bigger we got. <laughs> nice. There, nice. there was like, there's, there's, there's like four people that you might not even know that entered my life that redirected the show to wherever they fucking wanted it to go. In the end, it was like uh, whatever wasn't in writing, they 180'd it exactly. Like when Scott and I had a deal, a verbal agreement, and then what was in writing and the things that I asked for, he's like, I can't give you that. But I promise you I won't do that. He did every single one of them. And I don't even think it was him. I don't even think he knows it happened. I think right. a chain of command was like, wait, Ellis, what's he? Wait, he's throwing weight around. I, I've got this guy. Trust me. Don't worry about it. I'll break this guy. And there was there was just like two or three guys that were – just breaking me down, breaking me down. It's not about you all the time. Stop, you know, I mean, we need you. We need your studio. We need your shit. Other people need to use it. We need you, you know, it's not about you. I'm like, man, I, I, you, I was never about me. This accidentally happened because everybody's listening, which also uh, was, I think, the end of Scott and our relationship because I think when I said to him, I didn't want to move to this talk channel, he called me. He doesn't usually call unless it's an appointment yelling at me <laughs> in a restaurant at Hugo's. And I remember leaving Hugo's and going out onto the street and going, calm the fuck down, dude. Like, don't talk to me like that. And then I said, you know, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even be calling me if it wasn't for all the people that listen to the show. And he fucking flipped. Like he fucking yelled at me. And I realized I heard his feelings. I felt the sincerity in his voice. And I was like, fuck, I wasn't trying to, I really believe that the only reason you call me is because everybody is listening to the show. And it felt it made me realize that he had felt that he had done a lot of stuff for the show. And then I heard somebody else's podcast. Who's the guy that works worked for Opie? He was his producer, E Rock, I think. Yeah, yeah. Somebody sent me a link to him saying that he called the Jason Ellis show Scott Greenstein's little baby project. Like apparently Scott liked me and that's how the show got big. So like I was like, eh, I don't know if that's exactly <laughs> how that worked, but <laughs> I get it. You got to say that. But, right. but I did think that once again, pr like, I think nobody cares. You know, I always think everyone's uh, got bad intentions because in my childhood, it's very, it's very obvious to me now. Yeah. Look, the people I loved and, tr and, and trusted the most, we're the fucking last people that I should trust. So now right. when people love and care for me, I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to get from me? What? Cause you're not sincerely here. Nobody's sincerely here. Everybody's a fucking scam, which is not true. Even to the point, And I know this is going to burn. I don't think Scott Greens. I think Scott Greenstein wants the best for me. I really do. I think in the end, it just, he's doing all these other things, trying to call Lars about drumsticks or going skiing. And then all of a sudden the channel has like a bunch of people on it that is not a powerful channel at all. It's, it's lazy pants, man. You put on lazy pants, people that don't care. And right. the show and the channel didn't do anywhere near as good as it could have. And then he gets the info that it's not doing as well as it could have. And that the company's not doing that well. And everybody that makes this number, if they're not stern, they're gone. My right. only beef right. is Jenny McCarthy got dropped too. Cause she makes the same amount of money as I do. They said, thanks for your fucking service. Gave her a final show. Like they just. Oh, did they really? Yeah. And they you said it. Get, they, you, didn't, you didn't get a final show. No post about thanks for everything. Nothing. Yeah. Just I don't exist. Gone. Well, because the problem is, is that Jenny McCarthy's not going to go on and burn the fucking building to the ground if she wants to fucking do that. And if I was in charge of anything <laughs> that you could have a final <laughs> show on, I'd probably fucking stack that deck to my advantage yeah. and be like, yeah, let's not have him say goodbye to anybody. Yeah. Let's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you got. 
see your angle, see their angle. Yep. <laughs> not especially on the day. Yeah. No, nah, that would not have been a good show for them. <laughs> you know, that really is my biggest regret about all of this. Obviously, aside from losing my job, is yeah, yeah. that we had this amazing 15th anniversary show lined up. Oh yeah. It was going to be incredible. The performance space at Sirius is, is beautiful. It actually looks quite a bit like, like we this. were doing a stunt Christian where I was jumping over Will in a vat of beans on a skateboard and then going through like a, a cutout thing of the Jason Ellis show, like blasting through into the studio. They were planning it all out. Celebrities, you name it to fired. Yeah. Your new studio I will say, awesome, by the way, I love it. Thank you, Josh. Uh, it's mine. I, oh, yeah, no, this is mine. Outrageous. <laughs> they can't one take it my, out uh, and put Kavino and Rich logos in it. This is mine. One <laughs> of my true. favorite uh, of the of the memories, and there are many, which is another reason that I reached out to you, was the fucking Tony Hawk ramp day. The 40th fucking, when you did the 540 for your 40th. Oh, Jaeger beard. And we all thought, <laughs> oh, Jaeger beard was extraordinary. But with the, <laughs> the thing that was amazing was that and this is another example of us being there for you, you fucking dick, Ugh. is that we all sat there for like fucking six hours <laughs> waiting for you to pull this fucking trick. Uh, and I, when you finally Hey, man, it was my it, 40, 40, I'm 40. No, 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 I'm saying that when you finally pulled <laughs> it, was it, hard it was to fucking do. amazing. Okay. Like we all fucking had invested in this day to will you up and down that fucking ramp. And when you finally did it, it was such a fucking amazing experience for all of us who were involved in it. And I think the problem was that inside your fucking bubble, you couldn't see how much everyone around you gave a shit about what we were doing. Yeah, you never got that. into the, a the fucking. The build up to that moment was incredible. The build up was amazing, and Jaegerbeard was Jaegerbeard inter interviewing <laughs> Tony Hawk on yeah. the top of that no, ramp. Yeah, you were on the ramp about to fall off. Jaegerbeard just saying yeah. Tony was was every time he was like Tony, Tony, and I'm like, dude, don't go over there and talk to Tony, <laughs> but fucking he did. Oh, constantly on Josh, were you blacked out at all? It's when he's possibly the drunkest I've ever been like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he leaned, yeah. when he leaned he on was the railing gone. and Tony Hawk was like, that's not a railing. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but Dude. I do, uh, I mean, it was not completely blackout. I do have, mem I do have like some memories of that still. That was a great oh, Holy shit. That was an extraordinary <laughs> fucking day. And that was, it was just like one of a, a number of. That's so funny. You look at it that way. To me, it was. I thought that trick was going to be way easier than it was. And I was like, oh, I'm in yeah. serious trouble over here. Like, this could be like, wah, wah. like I just fucking I show up and fucking poop the whole party. And I'm like, man, you're going to have to really, I'm not fit. I wasn't skateboard fit. I'd done no. two days before the, that day to do a 540. And I, um, I, my calculations were fucking off <laughs> big time. I needed like two weeks before I did that is what I really should have done. So yeah, I, you guys don't know, but if I had to done that wrong, the difference is when you're older and you're not that good, if it's wrong, you're not going to catch it. You're going to do, I'm going to sleep. And I just didn't want right. to go to sleep. I was, I'm too old to fucking smack my head yeah. on the ground. I was like, make it Jason, make it. Don't get hurt. You know, do when it's right. Make the right one. Don't make a challenging one. Make the puppy one. And the puppy one took 
a really long time. So when it ended and I made it, I don't remember anything except, oh my God, get me the fuck away from this fucking ramp. I fucking hate skate. I was, I swear I didn't skate again for like another seven years. That shit fucking bummed me out so bad. It was so hard. It was too hard. Dude, it was such a, it was such a long fucking day with like Josh getting progressively more fucking hammered. I had freestyle moto dudes going, man, you guys take a long time to make tricks, huh? And I'm like, fuck, fuck. You guys got handlebars. Fuck you. <laughs> it was amazing. It was an amazing fucking day. Uh, all right. Uh, can I just clear up why I got fired? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I really, I, I, it's, it's the, the amount of deception involved in this is, is. I told you what I thought got told, right? I know. And the thing and is. And that's like, not true. You being told that is, you're not the first person that told me that. I think Josh might even have mentioned something about it, that that's what he'd heard. Yeah. So, what everyone, what the company says I was fired for was for trying to buy masters from a listener. Yeah, not and and right? and getting serious to pay that guy for it. And getting serious to pay that guy. Yeah, this wait, is what wait, actually happened. Wait, what? What do you mean by masters? No, you know how he's got. We were using with the vocals and everything on them. Somebody oh. had like separated vocals to give, and oh, Christian yeah. was gonna get serious to pay for his stuff right. so that we yeah. could use it. Okay, is what we were told. Uh, yeah. Was what you were told. That's not true. So first off, when I realized that I didn't want to keep doing, I just wanted my life back because one of the things that you should understand, Jason, and I think everyone else involved in this triumvirate can can attest to, is that you know the show kind of overtakes your life. Yeah, and it does. Like more so and, than the now, because then more so than the now, absolutely. Everything was. If you had a problem, I said you had to do it on air. Now, right. It's Everything. just, I didn't know any better. I, again, I sorry. Nobody's, there's no, nobody's blaming you. No, for I should t- no, but that's, I, there were times where I was like, this has to be on air when it fucking right. totally didn't. I just was too basic to understand any other. Th- I thought it had to be on air. The more pissed, the more air you needed to do. Sure. And the other thing is that we gladly fucking paid into that. Like we all part. I don't know about gladly, but you did do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah all, like, we were all like, I, I was, I mean, it was my choice to stay on the show. I mean, Josh I is the worst. I think harder in that. Josh got it the worst. And there was nobody who was, you know, like saying, re- like, didn't want to do it. We showed up to get bitten by things. We showed up to get punched by things. It was part of the fucking, the, the beautiful disaster that was that era of the show. And I just got to the point where I was like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And you, you sure I've got crabs this? coming in next week. If you want to come in, <laughs> all right, I might do that. <laughs> hey, any more monitor lizards? I'm like, real excited. To be <laughs> you realize when I got fired, one of the first things I did, I called Pink, and then I called the reptile place because I'm because <laughs> I'm like, I need a celebrity and I need carnage. So we're back. <laughs> Nothing's so reptile. What's old is new again. Yeah. So I'd reached the point where I didn't want to do it anymore, and there was a period there where. Kevin before he'd become this important part of the show that he has since. And fucking Kevin is the hardest working one out of all of you. Cause he's put up with more bullshit to get to sit yeah. at that desk than anyone else has. <laughs> and it's still only a third of what any other human being would do. But nonetheless, Kevin was being shunned and he was, he got he There was a period there where you would put somebody in the hot seat who would get ignored and I'd suffered it. And everyone else had suffered it and Kevin was suffering it. And I wasn't fucking cool with it. And I wasn't, I didn't want to do the band anymore. I just wanted my life back. And I remember going, and I'm not going to mention names, but the dude that was in charge of our channel, I remember saying, I need to have a fucking private meeting with you. And we went into one of those little soundproof fucking closet recording things. And I looked at him and I said, I want to leave the show 
and I want to leave the band. And I'm really concerned that if I do that, I'm going to suffer some kind of recrimination from Jason or from the fans. And do you know what that person in charge of our radio station said to me? What? What he should have said was, everything's going to be cool. Don't worry about it. I would never let that happen. That fucking guy looked at me and said, you know how it is. It's a gang. You're never getting out. Whoa, that makes no sense at all. That is exactly what I'm not lying to you at all. That's exactly what that person said to me. And I looked at him and I was like, then I'm going to lose my fucking job over this. And I was, ne- that was it. it was I don't know who you're talking about, but if I think it, it is who I, he's a dark guy that, that has his own right troubles. And, so, and sometimes I get really great positive feedback from him. And sometimes he says stuff where I go, oh my God, I think maybe we should all kill each other. <laughs> like he, I swear this, this guy has, I've called him before and he's a bad day and he's talking to me and I'm like, wow. It yeah. might all be over. And then he'll well, email was, me and say, man, but greatest show I've ever seen. You really got a gift. So I, I, he, so that was, that was what I got from guidance from that dude. So right then I knew the fucking clock was ticking. So what had happened with this fucking recordings thing was this listener had reached out to me who lived in Texas and was like, I have a, I have a bunch of shit that you're really going to love having. I want to get it to you. And I said, cool. What do you need? He's like, I just need a hard drive. And I was like, great. I'll send you the hard drive. You put the things on there and then I will get, we will reimburse you for the hard drive and I'll send you a little care package to thank you. Cause he was a huge Alice fan. Right. So I was like, he's like, great. He said, I sent him the hard drive that, you know, he sent me the hard drive first, sorry. And it was set up for PC. So I couldn't actually access it on my Mac. So then I had to send it back to him. And I was like, I'll send you another fucking hard drive that I can use on my Mac sent it to him. There was a little bit of confusion, but after like a couple months, I got it back. And then we were using them on the air all the time. So, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus because everyone was dealing with whatever they were dealing with. I left Kevin a note and I said, Hey man, can we get this guy some thanks for this shit? And then I need to pay him back for the shipping of this hard drive for stuff that we're using on the air. Is that possible? And Will said yes. And Kevin had the receipt and everything. So after three or four months, this dude sends me an email and he's like, hey, man, I never got anything from you guys. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I never got anything. So I was like, what the fuck? So I went to Kevin and the receipt and the thing was still on his fucking thing. And I said, can you take care of this? And he was like, yeah, consider it done. Three or four months later, the guy hits me up and he's like, so thanks for the towel, but I haven't been paid for the shipping on this thing. And this is kind of bullshit. Oh, they sent him a cum rag? Yeah, they sent him the cum rag. (laughs) Oh, no. Which everybody should be happy with so I sent an email to everybody off of the fucking radar that had me, Kevin, you weren't on it, Will was on it, and I said, hey, these fucking assholes haven't taken care of anything. I guess I'll send you the fucking money. Thanks for nothing, guys. That fucking email, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. This is what happened. Tully forwarded that email to Will and said, can you stop this guy from calling us assholes in emails? But this is on a radio show where everybody got called everything numerous times a minute. My phone call to inform me that I was fired was because I disparaged serious XM employees in front of a listener. And my phone call from Will was as follows. Hey, you know that phone call you get to tell you that you're fired? Well, this is it. Oh and then my. he hung up. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God, that's why I fucking sued them. I got fired for disparaging SiriusXM employees in front of a listener. 
I have all of this. Did you? Were you and Will? Were you and Will at? I mean, that sounds like you guys were at war before that phone call. Like, were you? Were you guys? You were hostile with each other before this. No, and I can. There's. I don't understand why he's so angry at you. There's shit that I that I have on Will that I will never because I I am a man of my fucking word and I promised them that I would never let any of that information out. I have shit that would have burned that fucking guy to the ground, and I will never <laughs> tell anybody any of that shit. And that fucking guy fired me for disparaging Sirius XM employees. Well, you know, in front of a list. You know as well as I do, he didn't fire you. He has no authority whatsoever, Christian. You know that, right? Right. Well, he went to he went to the the chick. So here's the other thing that needs to happen that everyone should know. So remember when I quit the band and I wrote a thing on Facebook and I was like, I just don't like the abusive atmosphere of the fucking studio. The woman. Okay. Fucking- I don't want to brush over that too much. But I can't remember everything, but you said some stuff in there that I didn't think was true of me, and you kind of that was directly at me. A lot of stuff there where you said I can't remember any of it, but I was like, whoa, that's not what happened. And every, a lot of people came to me. A lot of people left the show because of what you said, what kind of person I was. And I was like, as I have already mentioned, I did handle things inappropriately several times. But, man, I don't know if I was like you just said I got you fired. I'm like, man, it sounds like the story you're saying is Will got you fired. No, what I was told (laughs) was that somebody told you I did it. There was I was told that there was a meeting where it was requested that I was fired by you. (laughs) Yeah, dude. This is what I, this is, this is the amount of fucking lies that were being told in the background to cover people's asses. Someone could tell that story and I could say, I could say, I don't want to work with Christian anymore. And someone could say, I said, I wanted you fired, but I definitely, I know I said, I didn't want to work with you anymore. I fucking told you that. Yeah. A number of times. So that was, that's, but I didn't, I, I not, I didn't want to work with you. I was completely fine with it. Right. What it was, was that Will wanted to get rid of me. And the reason that I knew that Will wanted to get rid of me was because Regan had me on fucking Alt Nation and I was suddenly no longer on Alt Nation. And I kept hitting up Regan and being like, yo man, what's up? Like, cause every time I was on Alt Nation, he's like, you're amazing. You're the fucking best guy we have. I love what you're doing. And then all of a sudden he stopped talking to me. And I was like, yo man, am I still on? He's like, yeah, yeah. January 1st. We'll deal with this in January. Let's, I got budget things. We got January. So Will had already told Regan to not keep me on fucking Alt Nation because I was going, which is the same thing that you were dealing with with the fucking MGK thing where they're like, make it seem like we're doing this, but we're not going to fucking really do it. So here's what happened when I quit the band and I put the Facebook thing up and I said, you know, I don't like the atmosphere and I don't want to do this anymore. I just want my life back. This woman from fucking HR called me and she said, we've read your Facebook post and we want to know what's going on in the studios and in the, in the atmosphere in California. And I said, I'm not saying anything to anybody. This is my decision to leave the show. If you guys want to find out what's going on, it's really simple. Just start asking questions. If you don't, then it's totally fucking cool. But I'm not getting anybody fired. I'm not throwing anybody under the fucking bus. I'm just done with this. And she was like, well, we need to know if you're going to do anything. That's not what I heard. I know. Well, what what did you hear? You were trying to get me fired? Of course not. I I heard Josh tried to get me fired too. I was all I said I was I would leave the show. I would what, Josh? Why would I said I was? Would, I, I said I did not try to get you fired. I'm just saying that all these people saying all this stuff in the end. I mean, get it out, Christian, because I'm just saying I feel no. like a lot of this is some of these guys are fucking stirring the pot, dude. Because yes, it, dude, like you, like I just that just came to me out of nowhere. Yeah, but oh yeah, Josh is trying to get you fired. I'm like, what do you mean, dude? He's like, no he's calling, how- trying to get, and I was like, really, dude? I was married. Just people make shit up. Yeah, dude. Here's the truth. If I wanted to get you fired, 
Who else's lives would that destroy? That would make Kevin's life really fucking. Yeah, but you were mad at that Kevin too. You stopped talking to Kevin when this all happened. No, this I whole, didn't. That's what I Kevin never told me. To Kevin. Kevin Dude, told me I... that you guys were cool, and then all of a sudden you weren't. And no. I, Kevin. So here's the other thing. Do you know what Will told me? I wasn't allowed to be in the building when you guys were in the building. That's why you never saw me. I had to voice track my show in hours when you weren't there. I was also instructed that I was no longer allowed to be a guest on any podcast associated with the fucking Jason Ellis show, which was specifically steered at the Mad Scientist Party Hour. I was instructed that I was not allowed to have Wait, contact with anybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So when I, I didn't even know, so I didn't even know Kevin had a podcast back then. So <laughs> it, I swear, dude, it so definitely wasn't me. You might not have honestly totally gotten what a podcast was. I'll say that in your defense. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously. That's a very good point. Yeah. But so I was, there was no way that I was going to ask for you to get fired because if you got fired, your family's lives would have been destroyed. You fucking Jason. I mean, uh, fucking Tully and all that. Why would I do that? I just wanted my life back. And when I got, when I sued the fucking company, I was only suing them for wrongful fucking termination because disparaging Sirius XM employees in front of a listener is not grounds for dismissal on a show where everybody routinely calls each other a cunt on the air. Yeah, but the, it got... Look, I know how that... It got to the point where everybody was legitimately angry at each other. There was a real tension for everybody towards everybody. And uh, this time, the biggest ranking person in the drama was me. So right. those guys answered to me, like Howard Stern. Ha like, fuck you, Jason. Fuck you, Jenna McCarthy. Howard Stern's getting what he wants. So that's, without them even telling me, that's that's how that's going to go. They're going to lean, oh, you're talking shit, you don't like it? Well, big boy over here that's paying the bills, he's he. we're making him happy. So right. I just don't understand why they needed to make you guys seem worse after it. Like, why would you, why tell me- that they're trying to get me fired when we're not even talking anymore. Like, what did that do? I don't understand why anyone would say that. And you do have to talk to Christian. You did tell me that you guys were cool, and then all of a sudden you weren't. You were, you were, he was worried about it. He was like, man, we're not cool. I didn't do anything to Christian, so you should talk, yeah. dude. Yeah, because I, I remember you, after you had gotten fired, you called me, and I was at the dentist's <laughs> office. So I went to voicemail, and when I tried to call you back later, you were really pissed at me. And then I was, like, blocked from your social media accounts and stuff, and we haven't talked since. Yeah, because I was really bummed because I was suddenly had the, 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 the feeling that being told that I wasn't allowed on anyone's podcasts and, you know, not being reached out to. So I apologize. You know, also, I was fucking, you know, as, as I, you know, indicated in my email to Ellis when he got fired, it's like, you, everything becomes really, really painful. And I was really bummed because I really, I loved the, the guys on that fucking podcast and I loved coming there and I loved feeling like I was, you know, like Christian, my, if anybody can understand, it's me. You and I are very similar when it comes to that stuff. And when you burn me, like I can't listen to Sirius XM in my car right now. I can't turn it on. I'll listen yeah. to complete silence. I'll listen to farts. <laughs> I'm not listening to that. And, and, and right. it's, it's over time, just like we're talking to each other right now. Fucking 10 years ago, we're not talking to each other. Like this is, it, it's it's past it and you've realized that what's more important in life, like these little, he said this, she said that. It do, in the at the end it doesn't it doesn't matter. Unless I'm like, if I see you, motherfucker, like watch out. But I'm not. I'm saying, man, 
I'm embarrassed. Well, the, I'm embarrassed the, that, it's, that it got to this. I know that the egos, I know that when a show gets, when we're just normal people who don't expect any more. I mean, I've had an exceptional run being a skateboarder and all that shit, but I was also pretty sure that that was it. And now all of a right. sudden, oh my God, you're you. And I'm like, what? I am? And then you know we were all, oh my God, you're you guys. And it's in here and we should be getting more pool. We're bigger than this show and they get a million dollars. Why don't we get it? Like it it inflates people around you, boosts you up. There's this, there's this thing that triggers your brain. You're stimulated and your egos are high and you're easily, your feelings are hurt quicker and it's more offensive. The cuts are deeper it's, and, and, and it all boiling and no one's, uh, there's no resentment squashed. Every single piece of resentment is just stacked, 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 stacked because no one ever hashes anything out. And if they do, it's like a, a little bit of a lie. So it's never really squashed. So even Josh and I, I did an Alice Chinese with Josh. It was bullshit. We didn't fucking touch on one subject. It was just like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Me too. I'm good. And that's kind of good. It was nice. I felt good after that. Did you not feel <laughs> oh, like damn. You? Josh got closer. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah, I got closer. You never got closer. That's sexy. <laughs> I <laughs> I got a little bit, but not. I felt like you didn't believe me. I felt like it was like, yeah, I'll talk to you, but I hadn't. I don't feel like I don't remember being apolog- apologetic enough. I think maybe that's really what it is. I think I didn't take well, enough I mean, responsibility. I, that. I mean, like, I'm sure that I'm sure that is still up on the internet somewhere. I remember you being pretty apologetic, and I remember I remember thinking it was sincere. I mean, not to, I. I don't want to sound like a fucking yogi or anything, but like, it truly is. Like, I. The, the further we recede from this stuff, the more all of the details of all these grudges and resentments just sort of blend together in my head and it loses all meaning. And I just, it just flashes of good memories and, and, you know, refocusing on the future and the present. And there's, there's well, no I mean, point in dwelling on this stuff. It just, it just adds pain, you know? We should all go yeah, to Christian's house and give him COVID and murder him. <laughs> <laughs> Great plan. I mean, when can you guys get here? Murder love. I, I think that the, you know, like the, the, the crazy thing for me is that, <clears throat> We were a band in uh, in one aspect of the show. We were a band, but in all aspects of the show, we had the relationships that would make a ridiculously good VH1 behind the music. So the stories of the fucking ridiculousness are just (laughs) as fucking huge as they would have been in any other. Like it's like the Goo Goo Dolls times a million with people getting bitten (laughs) and punching each other in the face. I was telling that podcast that I was on that Josh is running. I was like, I it's I don't I know it's hard for people to fathom, but. It was kind of like Motley Crue. Just, yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't travel the world, but no. there was fucking real ego and real drama that was rivaled mm. with any. I've been on tour with rock stars. It was right up there. I've, never, I've seen Dude. we were just as dumb as any yeah, other band. We might band have, have only sold ten thousand copies, but we were every bit the same <laughs> cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like agreeing to like you know just agreeing to stay on the show and be part of the band and be part of that. I was agreeing to be a participant in that drama and. And if I look, I mean, if I have any like personal like regrets about anything, it's that like if I felt like I was in a situation where I wasn't like respected or taken seriously or, or whatever I was thinking at the time, I should have just taken that as a sign that maybe it's time for me to, to cut to cut the court earlier. Instead, I let things just get worse and fester. And and that's on me, honestly. Like I well, should have had also- the of mind to be like, I'm, I'm ready for, this is maybe not the role that's going to sue me for the rest of my life. You were young. Well, it's tough. You, we were young. I think the other thing is that as we've stated, like the show does become your life and there is an addiction to that and there's an excitement to it. And Jason, you know, you're a very, very powerful person. 
and not physically. I mean, physically you are, of course, but now you're getting old and your knees are shot and you'll fall to pieces eventually. But keep I, talking. Just shut up with HGH 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, my last, because I got fired. That was my last shot. So, yeah, as of next week, you're right. I will be dwindling in my fucking broke life. <laughs> but, but psychically, you're really, really powerful. And that, you know, I, I think that I don't know the post there. I, I know that the, there's enough of an indication of the post therapy Ellis that you will publicly apologize in front of people. And I believe your apology. So I know Good, that there's it's a sincere. before this, there's a before this moment and an after that moment. And before this moment was an unbelievably powerful soup of making things happen, willing books into the top fucking into the bookseller, the New York times bestseller list, willing bands to the fucking top. Like all of that stuff was done with you at the helm. This team is a ridiculous fucking team, an incredibly powerful team. I've said it. Anyone who listened, Mike Tully has the fastest fucking comedic mind that I've ever been in a room with. That didn't make me like him any more or less. But it was something that I could look at and be like, that dude, when I'm in the room with that guy, I get smarter and it gets funnier. And when I'm in the room with each of the people on this fucking here, it's an it's more powerful than fucking Covino and Rich. It's more powerful than any of these other bullshit fucking shows that I've heard on that fucking thing. Because none of those other radio shows, not even Stern, got a fucking record into the fucking charts, a book into the bestseller list, and a fucking sold out fucking concert of a band of yahoos all at exactly the same moment. That all happened in the same fucking week. And that is that is predicated on your psychic ability to push through and to drag everyone behind you with them. And inside that soup is a lot of drama. And the crazy thing is, what's really fucking maddening about it is that the person who was representing that company to this group of people wanted more to be part of this group of people than he wanted to manage the wow. workplace. And he didn't want to manage that fucking workplace. And that was his fucking job. His job was to manage that workplace and to make sure that everybody walked away safe. And when that fucking idiot looked at me and said, this is a gang, you'll never get out of it. I was like, I don't even know what world I'm living in anymore, but I'm about to lose my fucking job. And that was all I knew. Well, they took his shit as, as well. You know that, right? I, you know, like that's deserved. That person is not took care of none of us. Took care of nobody except, and that's like I don't give a fuck. He's the only person that I have no fucking sympathy for whatsoever. Because, Still have some resentment for him? Yeah, dude. Of course, because that person is the person who got me fired. That sure of that. The person. I mean, yeah, at yeah, one point person. you were pretty sure it was me. You know that, right? No, no. I mean, like he's the he's he was the head of our. He's the one who sent that email to HR and was like, "I want this person removed," and then drummed up a bullshit reason for me to get fired. Disparaging fucking Sirius XM employees in front of a listener is the most insane. I saw that email and I was like, I, I took it to my fucking attorney and I was like, "This is ridiculous." He yeah. was like, I, "He's like, what on that show?" The show where everybody's an asshole the minute they walk through the front door? Isn't it weird that like, he, his opinion of the show, like how we, like everyone's just attacking everybody the whole time. And I'm like, Dude, what is, <laughs> what show is this? Like a pack of hyenas. Yeah, like I, back in the it day. It just doesn't work like that anymore. Like it's, I know. Back I know. in the day, it was, there was, you know, like you, you have to be pretty strong to sit in that fucking room. I will Jason, say this. Good point also. 
Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you, you fucking <laughs> ugly cunt. <laughs> Let's get back to the old stuff. Now when people say bring the old stuff back, now I'll be like, you know what, dude? What? Listen to someone else's fucking show because I don't want to live in that. If that was the thing that made me special, forget me. I, I don't want to fucking be special. It was like a gang of dudes hanging out, and a, a, a lot of that is built on fucking, you know, being Look, a jockey in your position. I do want to say something about motivating everybody at one point you know i only knew one thing and i knew how to get good at skateboarding because i'd done it and i knew the thought process behind being good at something and it was you cannot doubt yourself at all you have to be 110 percent for sure you know and they don't so and i was and under at that point i was i only knew that that was the way that you get things done i did not know that um, there was a time there where I felt like my encouragement if to make me better was to say, I bet you can't do it. You fat, useless cunt. And I'd be like, Oh yeah. That's what and, I was talking about. And I, and then I, and then, so that's what I thought I would tell everybody else to get them right. to do their shit. Oh yeah. No. And I remember like, realizing like, like Josh is not reacting the right way to my fucking offensive <laughs> encouragement. I should coach harder. Yeah. 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 No, dude, I fucking, I, my initial yeah. thought was to be more offensive and harsher. Yes. Cause it's not getting him to like, like rise. So respond better to positive feedback. It's crazy. Yeah. Look, I got I mean, kids. Look, my kids were little. I, I know yeah. now there's another way. Like I know, I don't yeah. listen, you little pansy, get the fuck up there. I know that that doesn't work on my, you gotta, and I and now, and now I even do I even tell myself you can do this, Jason. Like you know, like I, I don't go you fuck. Every now and then I still do. Like you cut me off. Right. Old me shows up, no problem. What you fuck? What, what fucking go gun? Yeah. I'll do it. And then I go, oh god, don't, don't, don't. Same as uh, if I'm boxing and I can't get a technique, I'll go fuck asshole. And then I'm go wait, wait, no, think about it. You can do it. Just gotta calm your mind, calm down figure out a way to do this in a positive fashion. So now I know that there's other ways to get things done. Every now and then you got to hit the hard and the fuck up button. Sure. But I'd say most of the time there'd be another way about it that I did not have. I did not have that in my Batman belt. That was not in there. And now I have it. So I would never use that again. But in my defense, it's all I knew. And without it, yeah. we wouldn't have got there because I didn't have yeah. any other technique. And to be fair, no, there were, mean, like in like this, in like the six months to hour or so after leaving the show, there was a part of me like you know looking for new jobs in the podcast world where I was like in the back of my head like I'm going to show that motherfucker like I'm going to like be get to the top, and that, that probably like so that level of motivation probably did rub off on me in some way honestly. Okay, well, I mean it's after I left it's, the show. it's hard to be in a situation where negative reinforcement is the is the rule of the day. And then switch to a positive reinforcement <laughs> mentally, let's be honest. So you're right. Like that was the harden the fuck up attitude was throughout everything. And but it scars people with that. I, you know, that, and, that and it's, it's a difficult atmosphere to work in because sometimes you need, you know, like, and that's how you can, that's how one could then see that vindictiveness might be a possibility. That's when you can see that it is possible for somebody to be like, I want that fucking dude fired instead of the conversation being, I don't want to fucking work with that guy anymore. And clearly I know, I know why Will did what he did. Absolutely. And why? the thing that's like, I can't tell you. Oh. That's like, I, I, I made a deal with him. My word is that I would never mention it. So I know why I had to be cleared out of that building. What I was convinced of was that the opportunity had been given to him by you guys. 
and, oh, by you specifically, Jason. And now I see that that's not what happened. Oh, and no, he just no, I that's not true. I I I wanted you to not work it serious, and I and I <laughs> I voiced that to him for sure. Well, there you go. He and, took the opportunity. And, the, and then the when they told me you were fired, I told you in that email. I did not. I was like, good. Glad you figured it out. Right. Let's go. Let's get to work. I'm not going to think about it a second. Because, yeah, that Facebook thing, that hurt me. And I was already angry at you. And when you posted that, I was like, oh, yeah? Fuck you, dude. And and I, But I also knew, I was like, fuck him, man. I can't believe he fucking did that. I don't want to fucking see that guy's fucking face ever again. If he, if he cannot work with me, great. If he cannot work at SiriusXM, even better. But I knew back then that that means nothing. Like I, I thought that there was a couple of people above us that shouldn't have a job there. And I voiced that to people and I, they were like, dude, you can't even say that. So I yeah. figured that was just, I had it down. A, I'm going to fucking see you for the rest of my life. And every time I walk by you in the corridor, it's going to be awkward as fuck. There's going to be crazy tension and I'm going to probably smoke way more weed. What you know, I mean? To not say the fuck. You know, because I was so angry at at everything back then if it went wrong. And that was the biggest thing that it, it had all fallen apart. Yeah. And it was all my fault, really. That's how I took it anyway. Well, it was certainly a look, it, it was a <laughs> it was a it was a limity snicket series of unfortunate events, but you know, as happens with everything. You could eventually look back on it. And I think that's what this, you know, I'm really glad that this happened because ultimately, you know, as I say, the level of drama and madness is commensurate to me with the level of achievement. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, because it takes a certain amount of insanity to get to that level. So when the insanity shoots, it's fucking embarrassing. Less on Tully and that, but... For sure, you and I, dude. Like, we're, yeah, I mean, we're, that's why we're you're both... the lead singer in the band, and I'm the drummer. Like, we are—it's the quintessential <laughs> douchiest fucking cliche. Like, in there's the times where I've pointed out how ridiculous you were, and as the sentence comes out, I'm like, I did that. <laughs> I did that same thing. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, wow, and you're offended by him. Like, I remember those times there you talked to Raw Dog, and I'm like, man, fucking don't talk to him like that. And then I fucking tell Raw Dog what a piece of shit he was. Like an hour later, I'm like, you fucking, I don't. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's. I hope one day I do. As and you know, a, a little bit. You know, so that's. It means the world to me that you guys are cool. I hope that this fucking COVID thing ends and we can all fucking have a, a lunch or something and fucking bro down. Because I miss you guys, man. It fucking. I carry it every day to know that you don't like me. Because I I love you guys and to know that you don't like me and that you're tortured or you every time you think of me or you see me you're like fuck that. I fucking, it kills me because uh, I really do care for you guys, man. And it's, I can't believe it got to that, you know? I mean, it's a cliche, but like life's too short to hold on to this shit, you know? I mean, it's be- better in the long run to just be like, I want, I don't want to, I don't want to like have some like weird dark spot in my past. I'm not thinking about either, you know, it's better to like have all that shit integrated and let bygones be bygones. You want to know a gnarly one? First time I went to hospital with the heart thing and they were like, he's having a heart attack. That was the scariest one because I didn't know what an AFib was or anything. And they were on the monitor and they were like, you know, he's, he's going into cardiac arrest. And I was like, oh, oh, this, I'm going to die. And I remember looking at the roof in the hospital and immediately I thought, God. And I was like, shit, right. <laughs> I'm like, my brother's dead. I'm like, Stevie, can you stop this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's anybody up there, but can you stop it? And then I thought, um, Sluggo, Sluggo fucked my first wife and didn't tell me. 
And then when I and then when I broke up with her, he told me like a year later that he fucked her, and I'm like, wait, what? You you <laughs> fucked my wife behind my back? Oh, this is gonna be great for Slugger. I don't care. <laughs> But I fucking resented the shit out of that. Like, he gave me money. He felt so bad. He gave me money to start a skateboard company. And I took it because I was like, I fucking hate you. But I was not talking to him for years. If I did talk to him, it was half me and half switched off because I was so burnt by that. When I got out of hospital and that all ended, I called Sluggo to tell him that I loved him. I tried to call him before I went into surgery because I wanted him to know that all that shit means nothing. In the end, I, we are fucking brothers forever. And yeah, you did fuck my Yeah, wife. now you're Eskimo brothers. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time. I'll fucking seal his deal right there. I mean, you might be raising his child. <laughs> <laughs> Not that wife. The one before it. Oh, that's yeah. Shit. <laughs> But it, yeah, it really like because I that's the thing, man. It, the good thing about almost dying is I, it, it makes me very emotional to know that I won't be here. Uh, but it also makes me realize how important being here is, and I don't have time for, you know, I'm gonna get you, sucker. I don't have time for that. I spent too many years stewing on this or that. I just want to be happy, and I want you guys to be happy. You know, that would make me happy knowing that you guys are happy. Likewise. Well, I'm happy. So now you know. You're a little husky, but you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> you look healthy, Chuck. Oh, and I try to break the ice. Very I'm healthy. fucking clamped over here. Yeah. And, and, and Christian, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And, you know, throughout all of this, I, I none of us have ever withheld any praise for your abilities and what you brought to the, to the table as well, specifically in regard to that. that, that. I was having I told people that you was all you, even when I hated you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah no, I, I had a conversation with the listener in the last two weeks where I talked about how, you know, I'd go, he's one to know about the process and i said oh i'd go by and you know probably about 60 40 they were my guitar parts and i'd leave pretty much a, a completed instrumental and i'm like i i didn't have a thing to do with the vocals and jason can only take so much credit for that as well obviously we're you know all playing in his sandbox stylistically but i, I remember when i got an email of we'd put out down all the instrumentals for death death die and then you emailed us and said here's the song titles me and jason went through and figured out the song titles and i thought they were working titles slash jokes because it was like <laughs> fuck you you can go fuck yourself fuck your face and i was like well you know it's a process <laughs> that was kind of what was on my mind at the time though Michael. you're a cunt you yeah. know and then the album came out and that was you guys actually really had sat down that night See, and figured out what all the songs you were. realize that's like christian writing with me yeah. and me adding my bit which was just what about cunt shitting out of her flaps yeah, yeah, for sure. and, he, was- and if he laughed <laughs> then I'd push it into the song right so he might have laughed just because I'm an idiot not like that's a good yeah. idea for a lyric no sorry my favorite was the whole conceit of doing fuck your face just so we could then do a radio edit that took all the fucks right. out. Yeah. So the song made no fucking sense yeah. whatsoever because you were so pissed at the radio edits of those fucking rap songs. I still play that for out. people. That's that, To me, that's bragging shit right there. I'm like, listen to this song. has no lyrics because I say fuck too much. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I genuinely, you know, sincerely, I think if I could, if I could project into the future... I would love to, I think that the only way for this ridiculous adventure (laughs) to really close as a chapter is to do a fucking death, death, die show 
where we play fucking all of the hits. Wow. Well, I really need I to call that vocal coach like today. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we got to put a binder together of all the fucking lyrics again. But I think that the the that would be outrageous. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if I really put myself in it, I can do it. All right. I just didn't want to do it at the time. <laughs> fucking asshole. But yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. I, there was several times I'd be like, hey, oh, shit. What's the lyrics? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> the old Vince Neil. <laughs> yeah, except my. Was, I can hit the note. I just didn't know the words. <laughs> but yeah. I, that to me would be, you know, the, well, the best gift to the, to, that would be the best gift to the fans, I think, would be for us to be able to go and actually do that and just simply enjoy the fuck out of the fact that we did something amazing. Those fucking records are absurdly good. We yeah. should have got the fucking Grammy for best comedy record for one of those. I'm yeah. not, uh, that, that, like... We should have had Fuck a record label. <laughs> we should have had a record label that supported what we were But then doing. I didn't want to, we didn't want to give them all the money. I say, fuck no. the fucking trophy. I, uh, we got yeah. the money. Fuck that. That business is that. such a scam. If we it's go back into it, stay the same. Like they're not getting any. Do you remember when we got the fucking, the breakdown of the records and we'd sold like 15,000 copies of Taint Stick and we each got a $2,000 check. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. I just remembered. I remember thinking that was two free thousand dollars because I remember thinking there's no money. In, this is a this is a joke. So no. yeah, two thousand dollars. I remember going, wow, what a deal! Like I just didn't yeah. even. It went out yeah. of my head. I mean, so well, that would I be did... like two billion Spotify plays of Taint Stick, and you would get like fifty two dollars. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that and was. Tully and I ran Shit. the numbers, and we're like, if we put this out ourselves, this is going to make way more fun. And the thing was, like, we did. We did exactly what we wanted to do. The fucking, the, the director's fucking cut with us doing the voiceover of The Woodsman. If you have, ne as a fan, if you've never listened to us, high as fuck, we did so. We did two director's cut versions. I've never heard that. The fucking, oh, dude, it's you, amazing. You were, a part of, you were a part of it. Was I? I remember, yeah. I remember putting that entire DVD together. Yeah, yeah. We you sat let in me the direct fucking... the movie. I mean, like, I did get to do some again, some crazy shit. Dude, the movie to me, I don't care, is one of the proud. I've, everybody, Corey Taylor was on the show when I before I was fired, bragging about making a horror movie, and I was like, you might want to fucking type in Woodsman on YouTube <laughs> before you start bragging about how great you are at making comedy horror movies. I am not joking when I say The Woodsman is one of the greatest movies ever made. Fuck everybody. I would have never got this. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no way. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> you got your fucking money's worth out of that thing, didn't you? <laughs> it looks well-maintained. In, in the bathroom of my Hollywood apartment with a super soaker gun, testing out different cum solutions to see what we were the best <laughs> on camera. Like, I, I ended up, I think, using, like, sour cream. Uh, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> you want to know something crazy? Guess who's helping me with my podcast deal? Josh Eldridge, the person we threw pudding on his no. face. Josh Eldridge is a dear friend of mine who is so high up in the game that he's just helping me. Everybody is helping. Really? When we got fired, everybody is trying to help me. Right. The studio is people trying to help me. I had like somebody got a guy that builds studios in here for a really good deal to help me. Like just right. people just reached out that people, people that I don't know. Like Kevin Undergaro, this guy that doesn't know me, just called me and was like, bullshit what they did. Bullshit. Here's what you need to do. Anything I can do to help. And I'm like, I don't know anything. And then. Holy shit, I worked for Kevin Undergaro for like six months. No way. Yeah, for real. Is he not one of the nicest people you've ever met? 
He's a nice guy. Oh, for sure. Him and um uh, and Maria Menounos, yeah. company after. Totally don't trust him. Uh, dude, try to help me, Christian. And I'm like, so what do you want? Is it gonna want anything? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, right. right to the yeah. point where when it was built, I was like, so what do you want? <laughs> and he's because he's here's the catch, right? He's like, no, I I know that you think everyone in Hollywood is like that, yeah, but believe it or not, there are a couple of nice people in Hollywood, and I want you to know that. Believe that there are a few of us that aren't complete blood sucking vampires. And I was like, this is fucking. I mean, just the people that help, the Josh Eldridge's of the world, these Kevin Undergaro people that they don't owe me, they don't owe me shit. Just like, they're like, man, you seem like a really sincere guy. We don't want you to disappear. Like, let's help you get back on your feet. Forever in debt to everybody. Which made me, like, when you're bringing up all these stories about trying to make things work and me not understanding it, it it's so I, it's so easy for me to believe that that's exactly how it was because I really just didn't believe anybody was into anything except getting their own shit. Everybody- right, that was the thing. You thought that everybody was helping to get this thing to move so that we could then take full advantage of it, which was not what was happening at all. We you know, I had a lot decided, of people in my ear that were of course, telling but me the, that too. The, the five people on this fuck in this yeah. on this call were there because we wanted this whole thing to move because that's when that's what I said in the fucking email. We were we were your support team. It was nobody there who I've told people that there is I the, as I said in the fucking email to you about the radio, we did the best radio I've ever been part of. Mm. Ever. Period. There was that point when we were fucking, when we got to the news, even at the old studios, I kind of have like a romantic perspective on the old Swing House studios because it felt so fucking punk rock to have like eight of us crammed into a refrigerator <laughs> room size fucking studio. I still miss but the smell when, of poop. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> you know, like... It's still, you know, like I'm, but like the cool thing about like walking through and hearing all those bands practicing, and then like Bob Marley's fucking family is there, and you know, you like, it just felt like Steven Tyler and, walked in and fucking right. talking to me. You guys got to check out my new song. I remember taking me into a studio and playing this shitty song while I had to stand there and act like it was the greatest thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> fucking so yeah, intimidated. I was, I was sitting there screening calls and Steven Tyler just walks in and I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah. I saw some crazy animals around here. And then there's like a giant 15 pound African frog in a bucket. He's like, can I take it? And I'm like, you can do whatever you want. And he just reaches in and picks up a frog this fucking big and holds it up to his face. He's like, you got to get a picture of this. Take picture i mean you know like those moments in that place were amazing but when we moved to the that the middle stage studios and you actually had a studio that was yours and it was our and the fucking like at that point was when the show was firing at its fucking fullest 100 machine power and it was unlike any other broadcast and i'm a radio guy it's all i care about and it is unlike any other broadcasting that has ever been done in the history of broadcasting, period. Well, and that is all your vision. And it was a support team of these four people who loved you and loved that fucking show. And nobody was in it to make themselves bigger than that show because everybody involved knew that ultimately none of us would be able to do it as well as you were. But you weren't going to be able to do it if you didn't have the four of us involved and it didn't feel two way. And that, I think, was the ultimate problem is you didn't know how to express that 
because you were an emotional retard because you were mm-hmm. fucking dealing with so much trauma and PTSD and damage. I wasn't even dealing with it. I was running from it the whole time. Running from like incapable of dealing with it. Right. Dude. Like none of us have lost the fucking brother in that way. None of we all know your story, dude. Yeah. We all know your story. We lived it with you. Sorry about that. No, it's nothing to apologize for. Yeah. It's for you to understand that we stayed in that room knowing how damaged you were and knowing that you were lashing out at us and knowing that this is what we were going to have to put up with, but it was worth it because at the end of the day, you're not genuinely a piece of shit. And what we were making was brilliant fucking radio. Just like brilliant right now. Radio. Just right? like now. Cutting edge. The cutting edge of podcasting. Yeah, did you know they shot me in my bare nutsack, Christian? We're still killing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe don't come down here. (laughs) I got a couple of bicycles in the garage, Josh, if you want to fucking race. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's pick that up. (laughs) <laughs> so that was the uh, the end of the day that was why every single person was there and why they're why we're still here now fucking reaching out to you to let you know that when you're fucking down ultimately we're all still here like that's why i sent that fucking email because i'm not going to gloat over the fact that you lost your fucking job it's bit. the worst fucking <laughs> feeling in the world yeah well no because uh, if you're going to die that's worse because when i was in hospital right. like a couple months sure. ago that I'll take, yeah, yeah. I'll take, uh, <laughs> I'll take serious calling me every morning <laughs> to say you're fired versus that trip to the hospital, man, that emergency room where you're yeah. like kids, family, loved ones in your head. It's not, it's no good, man. Right. I don't wish that on right. anybody, which I, is, I, I, I concur, which is a blessing in a roundabout way. Cause one, you know, doctor was like, you know, you're, you, you can't drink ever again. It's like a thing that's going to trigger it. And I'm like, that probably should have happened several years ago. So, okay. You tried. Yeah. You I've tried, a, tried bunch a bunch of times. Yeah. Well, I got it down to a casual, but you can't, <laughs> you can't be casual. You're not even no. allowed to be casual. So I'm down yeah. to, I'm down to marijuana. That's all I've got left in my way better for you. Just don't vape. <laughs> yeah. No, I got the message. Thank you, Christian. Just seriously. Don't vape. And then, I also did through the vaping as well. I've actually, there's a thing called cannabinoid hyperenesis syndrome, which is where you become allergic to marijuana. Yeah. And I now have that. Dude, how oh, fucking no. hard were you going? That is such a level. Yeah, you dude. You make yourself that's, allergic to marijuana. That's yeah. Why, yeah, you make yourself allergic to THC. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I, I oh, ran about Maybe for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on. Yeah, I know that's coming. So, you know, like they all, they all come in the end. It's, you can't. You can't even have sugar, you know, when you get older. Nope. So now I'm sort of, you know, I don't know how many days I've got of marijuana. I'm just enjoying it until doctor's like, oh. Or you could be like Tommy Chong and be, you know, doing dabs in your 80s. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for dabs when I'm 80. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, this is why I think that the, so they're now now researching it because they they can. And the, the reason that the CHS kicks up is that the vape pens that I was smoking were 93% THC. So your body just gets so overwhelmed by it. So if you're smoking regular weed or you're smoking weed that has like a 40 to 50% THC balance, the chances of getting CHS are virtually zero. That's how people like Tommy Chong can smoke their whole lives and not get fucking CHS. It's if you're smoking, if you're smoking (laughs) high potency THC fucking vape pens eight hours a day, 
you're going to end up developing CHS. And it sucks, dude. It's it's yeah. no fun. Like, the I miss baby, weed a lot. Vaping just never felt as good. It just never felt the same to me. I've always yeah. just stuck flowers. I loved it. Yeah, I'll do the vaping when I'm indoors. Like, I do the vaping when I'm in, when I used to have a job and I do it to not get tele contact high. Right. But yeah, I, I, I roll joints or I smoke a, yeah. I got the dab bong. Off. Somebody gave me a fucking dab bong. So I'll do a yeah. dab before I go to sleep because I know it makes me stay asleep a little bit longer if I hit a dab before I go to bed. But yeah, I don't hit them all day because they kind of like take away your uh, oh, your, yeah. your will to want to win. I'm back on the volcano train. <laughs> you are? Woo! Nice. Loving it. <laughs> Volcano's amazing. Fuck yeah. yeah. I, smoke, uh, I smoke weed now when I want to just immediately shit my pants. Oh, oh, that's fun, wow. too. Wow, it's Andy. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. <laughs> I don't have Works an easy perfectly. means to doing that. What about <laughs> shrooms, Christian? Have you ever thought of doing that? Like the, the microdosing and that stuff? Yeah, I've done actually, I mean, you know, since we haven't, since since we lost contact, I've done a bunch of uh, like full-on therapeutic <laughs> ketamine trips and mushroom trips like with therapists and everything. Oh, so cool. I've, I've have, discovered, you, have you done I've ayahuasca? That's the only one I'm, I'm a little nervous about, to be honest with you. I did that. I'm a little nervous. And it was, I was with you. I was, I did MDMA therapy with a doctor and ayahuasca is 10,000 times gnarlier oh, yeah. than that. But it, Can't but, imagine. but it's, to me, I got a lot, I got a lot out of it. Like I, I'll do oh, it yeah. again, but I'm scared to go again. Cause I know I'm going to go even deeper into it. But right. for me, the, um, it, it, I did three days straight of it and it just, Oof. it just kept. Did you do it every day? Yeah. Three days in a row. Oh, that's, how they, that's how they do like when you go to like Peru and they really do it like the proper way with a shaman. Isn't that how they do it? It's like, a yeah, way. my yeah. friend did it for seven days every the, day. The cool. shaman in Peru fell in love with a girl in Los Angeles. And I know through on it that he was there and, and I hired him to stay at my house for three days. And, wow. and I did ayahuasca in my house while my wife was upstairs listening to me scream and, and cry and poop in a bucket. You don't do that. I mean, some people <laughs> maybe do that. The one yeah. time I vomited uh, on the third night, because the second night was the hardest for me. The second night was where I saw little 50 that passed away. I could see him. And then, I, you know, and then there was like spirits in the room, like my brother and shit. And that fucking broke me. But I also wow. felt like <clears throat> I'd been holding it. Like I thought I got past it, but I don't no. think I'd really really let it out you know what i mean like the the misery of it and it, and i feel like uh the sounds that i made cuz you're so tripping but every now and then i'd catch this sound and i'm like what is that and i'm like oh it's me wow i'm really sad you know what i mean like i don't think i wow. i've never howled and scream cried before where i was in you know bloody misery but right. i got it got it needed to get out i needed to face that that is a real thing and, and move past it and and uh that shit makes you work you want to get out like i was like okay i right. get it i get it and it's like mm -mm, stay yeah, in right. here because yeah, i know i know you jason general. you'll say that you've learned your lesson but you no you come back in here and you learn it a thousand times that's how you learn i'm like fuck drugs i really wish you'd stop pulling me into this hideous scenario that i have to relive over and over again but it worked. And then the third one was the, he gives you the cigarette things, a lot of tobacco in ayahuasca, yeah. constant tobacco being blown in your face, spitting on me at one point. And when you're tripping, I'm like, and I'm like, what the fuck? Did someone just jizz on me or something? And I'm like, wait, is he spitting water on me? And it makes me go into a different room. Like I see different things, but he gives smoke this thing. And he goes, now hold it in. And I held it in. 
And he gave me a bucket. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why do you give me a bucket? <laughs> so I've got a bucket in between my legs. And he's like, hold it in. And then all of a sudden I felt all the pain, like all these things that I held in my stomach turn into like a monster of black tar, like a black tar oh, yeah. monster. And it yep. just started coming up. And, uh, and it felt like I it felt like I was vomiting like a snake. Like I felt like like a beast was coming out of me. And I could have sworn when I was looking at it that it was black tar. And I'm like, oh, wow, this snake looks like black tar. And then when the shit wore off and, you know, like two hours later, I went to put the bucket in the in the toilet. It was vomit. It wasn't black at yeah, all. My, was, yeah, my uh, friend had the same thing. He was like throwing up black tar and then it was real. It was just puke when he looked at it again. But he was like, yeah, it was black tar. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's all of like the negative energy and the like. It's yeah. all fucking. It's all the douchey things that you hear that you don't want to be part of. You then realize that they're all actually fucking true. Yeah, and then when it's over and you're so you're clear headed, the medicine is still in there, reminding right. you that these resentments need to be resolved. Like you, when you when you release something like that, and you're like, wow, that was really painful, but fuck, do I feel way better that I did that? Then comes the okay. I'm not feeling very good about our relationship right now. I should try and tell somebody something or I should at least face it to myself. I think even like, not only would I not talk to you about it, I won't even face it myself. Like I wouldn't even, I'm like, no, it's just not, we don't even have a beef. I'm not even going to think about the beef. I'm just going to keep going about my day. Right. Just, I just kept, I was very good at pushing stuff away. I mean, for, I may, I didn't know that somebody raped me my whole life. I didn't know how much of a fucking, that is like, I, I never, how did I manage to get that? Not, I, that never happened to me. I watched Oprah. I was like, man, people got raped when they were kids. Fuck, that is so bad. I was one of them. And I didn't remember until I took a bunch of drugs when I was like 25 or something. That's when I first realized that I was molested as a child, which tells me I am really good at not facing my problems to the point where I now have to kind of go, what is the problem of today? Well, if I may, it's all it's all hard baked into this uh, harden the fuck up thing. Yeah, that was a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> bit of a telltale. Well, Justin Fortune was a guy that reminded me of my father. He was a tough guy who didn't rape me, so I liked that part. And uh, the Australian part was like a dad that I never had, and he was a really tough guy that fought through stuff. And I thought, <clears throat> you know what, Jason, that's your problem is you're not tough right. enough. You need to be even tougher, and sometimes that works. Like if you get punched in the face and you feel like something broke and you fucking brush it off and punch them back, that's good. It's good. It's good for fighting. Right. But it's not good for everything else. And I just applied – you know, I did I, – I learned how to get good at skateboarding, so I applied that to everything else. Then Justin teaches me how to get good at fighting. I see when I work with other guys, I'm like, hmm, the pain game. If I cause more pain on you, you break before me. I have – I have resilience. So let's just flex the resilience. Let's just be tough all the time. And it's a sad, lonely existence because it's bullshit. I'm as fragile as I might be more fragile than all of you combined. I think I'm more like emotional, more no. like, <laughs> fuck Wait, you guys. What? <laughs> Hold on here. Facade, but it's all, it's all a facade. <laughs> Not tough at all. Fucking you terrifying. You always harden the fuck up. Sometimes you got to soften the fuck up. You gotta find that balance. Soften, Soften the, the fuck, fuck up. up. You, I'm getting that T-shirt. 
sure. will you put out a book called Soften the Fuck Up, please? If I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> from Yogi Josh Redditstein. <laughs> Josh Redditstein is borderline fucking inappropriate. I can't believe they got another nickname out of this interview. That's great. Redditstein, wow. it's no Jagerbeard, but Jagerbeard, but it'll do. Well, right, we, that was the, the the thing that was really annoying for all of us. If you if you want to know, is that we all knew that you were infinitely more sensitive than you were letting any of us know. Uh, caught on, huh? That was no secret to anybody involved in this at all. Thought I had you all bamboozled. <laughs> not a one. I feel not no one of us. Did. No pain, none at all. You guys, none. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Well, well, I'm congrats. really excited that we're going to hang out. Like, if we ever, if we play, because that's the other thing. If this podcast does work and we still, when? we're still a show, let's, let's yeah, no, there's a fucking good chance. I'm just trying to be, when? yeah, okay. When? Ellis Mania can be at the Jason Ellis show now. There's no serious exhibits, like you can't do that. So, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could play a band. Yeah, I could do, I could do anything now. We yeah. can do anything we want and we can go, we could do gigs Anywhere we want, any day we want. All this is now like a, a thing that could happen. We could do a rock and roll brunch. If we wanted to. Let's grab the fucking Roxy and do taint stick too. Taint stock too. We're kind of getting old. Brunch does because, you know, I got to get to bed. <laughs> yeah, brunch If we brunch. play late, like, man, I've got to get the kids to school. You know, it doesn't got to work out. So, yes, I believe that that brunch sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad to see this shit still going. Even if we're, like, in different spheres now, I'm just, I'm happier knowing that, like, the Jason Ellis show is still, like, existing in the world, basically. I yeah, love you, Josh. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to being able to drop by. I would love that. I would love it if we we're all in the room shooting the yeah. shit. I think it's a thing that we should definitely do. I think it, do it. it sounds exciting to me. More exciting yeah. than Pink. That's how exciting it is. Nice. Yeah. And I'm very excited yeah. about her being on the show. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> She's a thrill. All right, guys, I'll let you go about your day. I'm very, very happy about this. This is, I was very, very nervous. I got sweaty armpits today because I was like, man, these guys are going to tell me what a piece of shit I am and I have to realize it again. I'm like, man, this is all, it's always pressure when I have to realize what a piece of shit I am. So I'm very happy that we're all cool and friends and I can't wait to hang out and maybe we can uh, resolve the death, death, die thing and let people, I want to see this movie that, you speak of where no, I'm dude. what am I talking what are we talking about Josh it's the director's amazing. commentary of the woodsman oh yeah oh, yeah it's, it's uh, if you have the woodsman dvd you can listen to the director's commentary there's like three different commentaries I, I think I have we one of those so left stoned. we were so stoned we did three commentaries because we couldn't get it all into one commentary what for like yeah we did like four hours worth of commentaries in the old refrigerator studio dude watching it on a fucking on a on a uh, on the macbook I gotta get it was that. amazing all right well, when I, when I have time, I'll because I do have one left. I saw it when I was cleaning. I'm moving on. A bunch of them. You do? Well, let's make yeah, yeah. let's make some more. I would like to give everybody the opportunity to listen and see that. CDs have never been bigger. <laughs> yes, they're <that'd be> huge. <laughs> <laughs> Mini disc is really where it's at, but yes, CD will do. Yeah. All right, guys. Be Thanks. Safe, everybody. Yeah. Right. Talk to you soon. Take care, guys. See you right. guys. Adios. Wow. That is So that's some heavy stuff That is crazy right That's a good rap session (laughs) Holy shit
Man, did that was that a show? Did we go? Well, yeah, we went way long. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I really hope that uh, people that listen to the show, or that listened from back in the day, found that to be enjoyable. Um, I'm excited about them potentially being here. I'm excited about the, you know, I mean, coronavirus not being in all our lives and this other day where, yeah, there's talks of us playing music and looking at each other on stage and everybody who listens to the show being in front of us and we're all back and happy like like it didn't even happen. I love that you guys talked because I was like, man, you never have ever done anything to have anybody feel you're one of those people like Bob Burnquist. If someone tells me they don't like Bob, it's their problem. I don't have to talk to Bob. So if someone has a problem with you, I know it's their problem because you're not a guy that if you have beef with Kevin Kraft, it's because you're an asshole. I was very confused by it and I'm glad that it's cleared up. It makes, it made sense to me now when he talked and how you guys didn't talk. It makes sense how he would be that way. Yeah. Yay, we're all okay. And we'll be back next week. I don't know what week it is, but thanks, everybody. Don't die. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to... I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my AHA moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.